0: This is Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm Joe. And I'm JP. Joe's back, everybody. How's it going, mate?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty good. Feeling good after a cracking holiday, i got to say.
0: <laughs> in a wonderful old time over in New York. Uh, have you recovered from that bloke uh, slapping your back at oh, uh, the Ring of Honor hell. show? <laughs> that clip did the rounds. I put it on YouTube for anyone to check out Joe's uh, live review of Ring of Honor. It was It was something else it did the rounds really oh, oh yeah we got a got a, got a got some positive feedback on that joe people i think people just enjoyed your uh your frustration They're letting your frustration out on the uh the current uh, ring of honor product it was uh yeah it was a fun listen cool i was sat naked on a bed doing
1: that as well so <laughs> let that image wow uh, why naked yeah. <laughs> Um, really hot in the room I was in, um, okay. it was quite a hot day in New York the day before and no, that day actually, and the guy had for some reason left the heating on in the Airbnb really high. So I'd slept naked <laughs> and I was off out for a tour of Brooklyn and my girlfriend was in the shower and I quickly said to JP, I can do it now. I won't get any other opportunity. And yeah, I didn't have a chance to put any clothes on and I was waiting to get in the shower. So... Mm-hmm yeah picture that as you will i'm pretty well, sure
2: I, I recorded the webcam joe so don't you worry about that <laughs> little patreon extra for the future
1: There you go. i'm sure you can make a killing out of that one wow. yeah and the rest <laughs> <laughs> um, how I'm long glad- you been home I uh, got back on Friday at 10pm and then had to get up at 7am the next day to go to a wedding in Exeter, so oh, yeah, welcome home. So it's been mental, Just I've hardly stopped, I have mean, had loads of stuff on yesterday as well, so today's been the first day that I've actually been able to relax a little bit and kind of chill out a bit, so yeah. yeah good
0: stuff. Have you, have you heard anything from your American ROH friends, you know, a friend of you on Facebook, Twitter?
1: Uh, Well, he didn't say goodbye to me at the show. Oh, yeah, he stormed
0: out, didn't he? When Matt Taven won that belt, he
1: stormed out. (laughs) He he dragged his wife up and was like, we're going. And didn't even say bye to me. I was like, oh, thank God. I can watch this main event in peace. What did she make of it, then? His wife was really nice. She was very attractive I'm not sure what she was doing with him. She was a very rational person as well and kept apologizing to me when he was, like, slapping me on the back and, you know, (laughs) getting me one point closer to a chiropractor appointment. But (laughs) she was all right. Um, He was just – he was so wound up when Matt Taven won. He, He was a Ring of Honor fan. He was not a New Japan fan. I don't think he'd seen an Ibushi match before, from what I could work out. He, <laughs> My God, fans like that actually exist? Yeah, during the Zack Sabre Jr. match, he said to me, he didn't understand why I loved Zack Sabre Jr. And he said to me, God, he needs to just drink a damn protein shake, man. I was like, okay. And that's a reason for disliking someone. So he likes his size. He loves the briscoes, obviously. Basically oh.
2: bruiser, probably.
1: He loved Beer City Bruiser, and oh, he was and his partner. I didn't even realise he had a partner. Crusher Malone. He
2: was the bald bloke,
1: really but, big bald bloke. That bloody fee went off twice during that battle royal. I was like, is Beer City Bruiser in here twice. It was another <laughs> one of them. I was like, There's two of them. That beer chant for the music. That was one of the worst entrance things I've ever heard. And he was loving that. And he had his beer. It was in the air. He started <laughs> slapping me on the back during it as well. Asked me if I like beer. Not at seventeen dollars. I don't. Which is what they were charging at MS.
2: That's
1: disgraceful. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Um, And uh, yeah, he seemed to be enjoying that shite. But yeah, Ibushi Naito, he did get into, but he was a pain in the ass, to say the least. He was (laughs) a 90s wrestling fan who existed in 2019. And he would ask me questions like, who do you think's going over in this, man? And I'd like point out various scenarios, like why I didn't think Marty wouldn't win the... Type Ring of Honor match because of AEW, or for example, what ring? What? Why Rev Pro might keep the belt on Zach, and what reason there would be for that? I like you, man. You're a smart mark. You're (laughs) one of them smart marks. I was like. Did he hear that in like 1998, and just keep that in the back of his mind? And yeah, it was it was an odd experience to say the least. Oh, I could just picture you
0: getting more and more wound up. Um, just yeah. Oh.
2: It's like if I ever thought it was bad when people were doing those moose chants for a bit in, <laughs> in in Rev Pro, and you weren't happy about that at all. Like this seems like this would be hell having this lad next year. Uh, but
1: I don't have anyone to vent to apart from you over Messenger. <laughs> oh yeah, we were getting there. They were coming through thick and fast. I
0: was enjoying that.
2: <laughs> so we we were saying on the pods that, that we did, Ben, wasn't it? Hmm. That was part of the highlight of the shite of the Ring of Honor section. It yeah. was just the messages and following <laughs> social media just making you laugh as they did disastrous the thing after uh, disastrous thing. That mega ran or whatever his name is,
1: that <laughs> fucking song. What is it? Go into the garden. Yeah,
2: into <laughs> the garden. They yeah.
1: played that at the start of the show. Like, what the fuck is this song? awful <laughs> when he came out and started playing it live Ah! Oh. then as soon as bully ray came out that guy next to me loved bully ray obviously oh, so that yeah. that was my point where i was like i am out of here i'm going for a piss i'm getting some food and i'm just sitting out here for a while and i got back and there was some six man going on and i saw mark askins it was like what's happened here <laughs> And I wish I hadn't come back because it was utter shite. (laughs) Talk about an absolute disaster of a match. Yeah. Yeah. But that guy next to me loved it. (laughs) (laughs) He really did.
0: We had a tough time just watching it at home, didn't we, JP, with that sound there, like a like a long one. Was that like a normal price for the beers? Like, I did hear I that from somebody else. Was it the same in all the venues, $15, $17, that kind of stuff? Was it two pints in a... No, it was a single... For a uh, pint? At the Barclays. Get a fuck for
1: $17. At the Barclays Centre, they had one of the Brooklyn... Um brewery beers that i like i was like oh i might grab one of them 17 for a massive can i was like i'm not spending 17 on a beer i'll have a diet coke for six or whatever it was <laughs> and then yeah miller light was 15 um that's
2: offensive
1: you're not going to see me drinking light beer mm. ever <laughs> um i think bud light was 16 at msg and then they had um like these bronx brewery beers that were like 17 dollars and i people were chugging it though like i don't know how much money they must have spent that weekend but rest, uh, not wrestlecon the wrestlecon venue when i was at the rev pro show i think that was 14 for a beer there mm. um which i did not buy but i thought i'd check the price Wow! Yeah,
0: and then yeah. That, that's, it's not gonna uh, motivate the return of Joe's Beer Corner anytime soon.
1: Oh no! I'll tell you what could motivate the return of Joe's Beer Corner though. I went to Brooklyn Brewery and did a tour last Tuesday, or was it Monday? It was one of the days. Um, no, it was Monday because I went to see Mean Girls on Broadway on the Tuesday, <laughs> which was fantastic. Well, better than SmackDown. Oh mate a million times better than SmackDown. it was amazing like seriously it's one of the best things i've ever seen in my life it was incredible i love mean girls anyway but this was different level um i was yeah i'm still talk still talking my girlfriend in an excited way about it now but brooklyn brewery i think between me and my girlfriend we drank maybe a hundred dollars worth of beer for $15 each. (laughs) They just plied us with free beer, 11% jobs, 10%, 9%. (laughs) Here's this special beer. We ended up staying for this burlesque night they did there afterwards. We got in for free because this girl took a shine to my girlfriend because she was talking to her about the Real Housewife programs or whatever they are. So she was like, come in for free. Hung out for the night with the editor of, um, what's the show with Patrick Moore? Um, eye in the sky sky at night sky at night yeah the editor of the <laughs> sky at night magazine Brilliant. he also works on a tv show <laughs> hung out with him and one of his colleagues for the night just having multiple beers for free between every burlesque dance brought out a new free beer it was fucking amazing made friends with a burlesque dancer as well she was well all right it was it was a cracking night it was better than what raw would have ever delivered i tell you that <laughs> And I so, spent less for about a hundred dollars worth of beer than I would have got for one beer at the Barclays Center. So, who's winning?
0: Yeah. <laughs> did you did you pay for your minimal amount of beer with your your ticket that you stole for Mania? Uh, Sounds like you had a good plan there, Joe. Better than... uh, Sounds like like, there were people out there trying to go to every every show imaginable, but actually, I think I prefer your plan. Sounds like a good weekend. Mm. Oh,
1: I had an amazing time. And you know what? I love wrestling, but I'm so glad that I went to Minimal Wrestling and (laughs) did the few shows that I did because it made them all the more special. It meant I wasn't running around constantly. And at the same time, it didn't mean I was burnt out on wrestling either. Mm. Whereas I think this WrestleMania weekend is like peak WrestleMania weekend fatigue mm. in terms of the sheer mm. number of pointless shows and kind of forgettable matches that have gone on over that weekend. Like, I, I've watched a couple of bits and pieces back. The only things I feel slightly gutted I miss would be something like Bloodsport, maybe mm. a bit of WrestleCon, mm. but. Anything else, I'm kind of like, well, whatever. I've been to a lot of live wrestling. i got to see a lot of live wrestling. But I had an amazing holiday in New York um, and managed to get a couple of wrestling shows in that were spectacular. Well, one of them was spectacular. One of them had moments, that's for sure, <laughs> while I was there. So, yeah, great trip overall. Sorry I missed out on, you know, playing a participatory role in the podcast. You guys did some amazing work and carried the load. But
2: Oh, fantastic yeah well it's a lot you were saying as it was like an hour basically travel between the various venues Mm. there and at least for me and benno we really just had to literally just click a tab yeah and then we were able to watch whatever and to be honest with you that seems much more preferable to me at my (laughs) age unless everything is like across the road from each other and there are sort of i know there's noises that in tampa that it's going to be a lot easier for next year but I probably wouldn't be going anyway. Mm. But you know, unless it's like that, unless everything was, you know, relatively short distances between each other and doesn't mm. you know, you can do it on foot. Otherwise, I can't be bothered. I don't
1: think yeah. I could go to a WrestleMania again. Not no. after that. Like, I sold my tickets and made £200 off them, and that's the best bit of business I've ever done in my life. I thought there's going to be it's going to be hard to get out. It's going to be hard to get home. Mm. It's going to be cold. I'm going to be sat there for hours, and it's going to be boring at points as well as being good. And i was right <laughs> on mm. that and ah, oh, i was so relieved that i sold those tickets i tell you
0: and <laughs> a representation on the show is it took me till wednesday to finish it wow so, see that i think there it's there's something to be like i was i did that the the post-wrestling uh cafe hangout with uh with john and way this week uh cheap plug there but when i was on that they were kind of marveling at the fact that you know me and the likes of jp were watching so much over over mania weekend but i just do think it's so much easier to do at home. like i can i can deal with it with a seven eight hour wrestlemania as long as i'm at home, as long as i'm on my own couch um and i can kind of mm-hmm. relax doing it but yeah i think if, if i was in your position i don't think i don't think there's any stadium i'd want to sit in for that long um i'd be getting up i'd be wanting to go for a wonder if it was a standing event i might be able to get away with it but again being that long you can't do it uh i can't I re- honestly can't imagine and I'd love to go to a WrestleMania again, but I can't imagine anything worse than being uh, trapped in a stadium for that long. It was uh, it was tough enough watching it at home.
1: Yeah, like I said, best bit of business I've ever done. I managed to buy theatre tickets with it. Uh, bought a few items of clothing with that money as well. Yeah, it was uh, it was a, a good move. That's for sure. My girlfriend was very happy as well. And what a shit finish to that main event as
2: well. Talk about flat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. and You knew, you were saying as well that you knew that the travel thing was going to be a nightmare.
1: Yeah, I knew where the stadium... I've lived in New York briefly, so I knew where the stadium was. I knew what the um, kind of transportation and facilities were like around it as well. I knew what the infrastructure was like. Um, I knew it would be hell getting out of there. And it it was hell getting out of there by the sound of things as well. So, mm. yeah, I'm so glad I didn't have to take part in that rubbish what was i doing on that sunday I'm trying to think of what i was doing what I mainly watch, was going watching on. network i watched network in the afternoon with brian cranston which was amazing Oh, then <laughs> i was in a then i went shopping my girlfriend was in a makeup shop and i was talking to you about what was going on oh yeah and then i went to a vegan diner for dinner which was interesting oh and i hung out of a band um some band i would never heard of called beverly who are apparently quite big i looked at them up earlier but yeah they started talking to us, went and sat on their table, had a few drinks of them. It was, they were well, all right. Apparently, they've played down the road at the Academy before. Really? Yeah. The American band. Yeah, they knew all about Oxford. They were, talking, they were like, we've been a self end and see
0: Plymouth. Really? I was like, Plymouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm just looking <laughs> up. Do you think they, think they do as a podcast team? Uh, Beverly, a Brooklyn based band formed in 2013. There you Game go, joke. there you yeah. go. Look like they got some hits there, yeah, interesting. Sounds Probably sounds better than, uh, than, than hanging around wrestling events. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, J- have you recovered yet, JP? I mean, I don't think we can beat Joe's, uh, Joe's <laughs> weekend and life this last week or so. Have you been hanging around Sorry, with guys. any bands or anything? Have you, been, have you been up to anything? I
2: had to take just a bit of a break. From it for like a, a few days of just not watching any wrestling whatsoever. Mm. Um, I've only really managed to by sort of last, uh, by the weekend just gone. I've started to manage to sort of watch a couple of things and get myself back into it. But getting back into sleep patterns, because I was mm. back to work on the Tuesday mm. and I was more or less brain dead for That's that first it. day of like, what have you been doing this weekend? And <laughs> I, the, the people I was in the office with, I couldn't really say. Well, I started off by watching uh, uh, Family Reunion on, on <laughs> Independent Wrestling I you TV I'll
0: convince you that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I watched thirteen shows in four days. Oh my night. god! Like, oh. and that's on the low end of the scale compared to. Yeah, some... I would have thought it'd be more like twenty something like that. Are those matches right, JP? I th- I'm trying to think now in total. I did less than you. I think I was around I, I, it might have been fifteen tops. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember now. Some of them blend into another one. Yeah. There's, there's only one of the shows that I've missed that I will watch. Um and that's the DVD Blackcraft show. Not Blackcraft. I'm not <laughs> reviewing Blackcraft. I read I read the review, particularly the review from Arn Furious, and I just thought there's no way I'm mm. watching that show. It sounds absolute the the shits.
0: Yeah, I've I've struggled to kind of motivate myself. I tried to watch MLW's Battle Riot. I mean, I I I can't see going back. on what I I think I've seen I've seen pretty much everything I want to see from Mania Weekend. Pretty much everything, Mm. if you don't count I think Blackcraft. Uh, I didn't see Evolve and I only saw a little bit of uh, the WWN Super Show, uh, but pretty much everything else I've seen, um, but I'm not going in and I'm not filling those blanks. I've been feeling the same as you. I've, I mean, this is going to be a podcast probably short on the uh, wrestler review content. We've still got things to talk about, but my God, yeah, this week I've just not fancy watching wrestling at all. I went to see... Uh, Aziz Ansari on Friday in Manchester. It's it a nice little, just to go out, you know, not, not get involved with wrestling. Uh, on the way in, I bumped into local wrestler Jack Domino had a little chat about WrestleMania weekend and Fight Club Pro coming up. I then sat down and there was a, there was a fan from uh, GPW. We used to call him Mr. Go On because all he shouts is Go On when he's in the crowd. <laughs> sat behind me, Aziz. And then Aziz came on stage and he had the Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirt on. Wow. Like, you know oh. what? I can't escape wrestling. It's just, it's just what it is. This is just my life now. Uh, I need to get back on the horse and start watching stuff again. <laughs>
2: you're gonna have to mate but you watched more than me you honestly you'd earned the right to not watching it but the fact that it's it's seeping into was that did that actually happen or that could have just been some sort of some sort of weird maybe it was a
0: halluc- yeah. loose halluc-
2: hallucination that happens that you'd see those people there
0: in fact none of them were <laughs> it's a
2: mirage it's just a mirage because of the wrestling had invaded your mind
0: could be, could be, but the gig was good. I enjoyed the disease, and yeah, I've started to to finally feel human again this week. But you know, I don't regret it, JP. I reckon we'll be we'll be sat doing it again next year, no matter what. I think if I'll be around next
1: year, I've no plans to get a temper. I cannot watch that many shows. <laughs> like I probably won't be joining you. For, oh. I might join you for a bit, but yeah, like one thing I've worked out this weekend is I love wrestling. I really do. And I'm all for a, having a really healthy work-life balance. I mean, I push all the time, especially in teaching, where people get obsessed with their job and turn into their life at times. Mm. But I've realized this weekend I've managed to employ a really good wrestling life balance in many ways. <laughs> because, fuck me, I just wouldn't be able to commit to that many shows and that many hours of it. Like I could have gone to see quite a few shows on that Saturday morning. Mm. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have a stroll around Brooklyn. I went to see Us, uh, the new Jordan mm. Peele film as well. Strolled around a lovely park in Brooklyn, took in the sights, and I was like, I could be at House of Glory in Jamaica, Queens right now, <laughs> watching The Great Mooter. But would it really be that good? And am I having a it better time now? And am I taking some time out from the wrestling? Yeah. And it was yeah, it was worth it, honestly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right decision made there, mate. Sorry, guys. You could have got to see IPW for 65 cents.
1: What, me, me and 12 other people or whatever it was?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I've had uh, more people in my... Well, I have more people in my lessons on a daily basis, and they are paying to go and see one of their fucking shows. I've doubled that in most of my lessons,
0: so... Yeah, I draw more of an IPW draw. Have you seen anything about that show? I've not read anything anywhere. I mean, makes sense. There were 12 to 15 people. I heard, like, I didn't even realise this until the other day. Apparently Jimmy Havoc was out of that show through injury. Um, but I don't think I've actually seen a report of it, and I don't think we will.
2: I don't think we will. I don't think... Um, I honestly don't know whether it would come out on their... Uh, they've got their own VOD, haven't they? Mm. IPW, but... I wouldn't be surprised if it's just going to be one of these shows that just never happened, just move on and pretend it didn't happen.
1: Well, I think the lads had a good time at WrestleMania, at least. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they can
0: boast about doing a show in New York, but not a very good one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, There you go. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes. Any news and notes coming out of Mania Weekend? Uh, I don't know if you've been uh, paying much attention, Joe. Uh, I suppose actually the biggest news is that Roy Johnson and Zamo appeared in EastEnders. Uh, Zamo? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's joining the cast. I think Roy Johnson, we we recorded last time, didn't we? And we were... I think after we'd recorded, we found out that Roy Johnson worked as a an extra uh, on that episode of EastEnders that night. But yeah, apparently, uh, we were literally on that same episode uh, talking about uh, Grange Jill. and yeah, apparently Zamo from Grange Jill's turned up EastEnders. So I don't know if that's uh, awesome. That's something you're going to watch, Joe. Is he a heroin dealer? <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> I mean, wonderfully ironic. Wouldn't there's it? being
0: typecast, and then you know, it's I think it fit absolutely Barry Grant Zamo
2: Phil Mitchell have you, have seriously like catch up on Barry Grant at all yeah, that I, I saw like a couple of
1: episodes um, before I went away how's he doing how's his work um, I saw a couple of like brief snippets of old Baz and he was he was excellent I gotta say the delivery was still there It was still down he looked quite threatening There's brood him of him and Phil but Obviously being away, I put it on series record so I've got mm. a few episodes on the planner mm. to flip my way through at some point. I'm sure this week I might get round to it. So, so it's very
2: much sort of like the two thousand Great Mooter revival, if anything. It's kind of like yeah. similar to what his run is proving here. That it's not the same. It's not the same Barry Grant slash Des Taverner. But he's <laughs> but now he's sort of wheeling out a couple of new things he's working shorter as well he's not all the show's not all about him well he's got some jowls on him as well he's put a little bit of weight on like
1: mooter he's got the shaved head like mooter as well so perhaps he's gone for his kg Muto rather than his mooter possibly so yeah but Zamo's joining the cast there's got that's another dream match right there barry and Zamo, <laughs> phil and Zamo. like these dream matches oh, that you said stem- johnson don't forget the body guy come on I was going to say Roy Johnson. I was talking to my girlfriend about that, and she tweeted Roy Johnson asking how he got the role as an extra because Roy Johnson's lived my dream and been on Albert Square. I need to get on that square at some point. <laughs> Just breeze through the market maybe grab an apple off the off of a uh, martin fowler pop in the vic for a pint have a chat with whoever's behind the bar alfie or someone yeah, ah, that's the dream that is my ultimate dream if i can get on that set i'll be set for
0: life <laughs> yeah we'll have to do that that can be that can be something maybe maybe our fan maybe the uh, the listeners of the podcast can uh and do something there we'll start a petition get Rev Joe on EastEnders you know. <laughs> get in touch yeah. with my mate Carl he's an actor he might, he might have some contacts maybe we could get it done he's not a very successful actor though is
1: he? <laughs> <laughs> sorry Carl you're a top bloke <laughs> very good actor just not a successful one he's uh, waiting for his break a much deserved break <laughs>
0: That's uh, yeah, so hopefully we can hope for that. Um, yeah, other other stuff that kind of came out the Mania Weekend, what you make of this uh, Sasha Banks nonsense have you seen on uh, today? Apparently she, uh, she's she been tweeting about, she tweeted something about uh, the, the superstar shake-up that'll be happening probably by the time people have listened to this, mentioning Progress in it. Progress got right on that, the quote tweeting her. Could you see Sasha Banks turning up in Progress at some point? No. <laughs> in the second match yeah oh that's it be careful what you wish for there yeah like if you if you're thinking oh yeah yeah i want to see i want to see the real sasha banks i want to see a outsider this ridiculous wwe system yeah progress in the second match probably isn't the place
2: that's uh, i do find the the sort of reaction to uh, a lot of the story involving her this week quite weird in the sense that she's done has she done anything different than what the revival did Mm. or what other people did about basically publicly saying we're not happy here i'm Mm. not happy here and i'd like to leave and it seems to be that she's got abuse for it and like the revival didn't yeah I, i mean maybe maybe i know there's things they say about like well about her personally but i don't know about her personally and in some ways if she wants out of her contract, she wants out of her contract. The the personality thing isn't necessarily something that interests me. I just find it, I find it very, I find it very interesting is probably the cagey way of saying it.
0: Yeah, she kind of, today on, when she did that tweet about progress, she did call fan, the fans marks. I don't think she helps herself sometimes. She's just a bit, I don't know, there's something about her. I, I mean, I don't rate mm-hmm. her. I think she, I, I just as far as the women's wrestlers and WWE goes, she's way down my list uh, of people that I like. Not that I'm a huge revist, fan either uh there probably is something to that though jp uh there's, 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 there's a story coming out apparently of them lying on the ground throwing a strop or something but again you, you, you,
2: that sounds like bullshit though, exactly how
0: it. many hands does that what? information pass through and you don't hear stories you don't hear stories like that about anyone else ah uh, yeah but they exactly there's,
2: there's always these kind of carefully timed leaks of things like this True. coming out They're just to feel like character assassinations yeah. as much as anything else is this not a work to some extent as well why would you mention yeah. Progress
1: of all promotions yeah. yeah. Evolve as well anyone. yeah oh yeah us. this this is a work look at the yeah. relationship with those two companies those are two like, Progress and Evolve aren't that well Progress I suppose is still a little bit hot Evolve has never been hot Evolve, Evolve is cold mm. like there are so many other promotions you could mention Um mm. uh, um, and they're affiliated with WWE. Work, definitely. She's also deleted the tweet now. So I just went to check it and it's gone. Oh, so yeah. there we That's go. That's part
2: of it, though, isn't
1: it? But yeah. progress played into it as well. Like, progress are doing things that WWE allow them to do and probably just checking everything over with WWE before they ever make any moves regarding WWE stars. So, yeah, I don't believe for, for shit, but this isn't a work. So, yeah. Do you not,
0: do you not think she's going to AEW then? Apparently, she was wearing. AEW goal. she follows AEW on Twitter. Oh, People love putting these things together, don't they? Um, I, I, I think that wouldn't be a bad move, but I don't think uh, they're going to gonna release her to, to, uh, for her to go and work uh, two hours, allegedly, on TNT every week for, uh, for AEW. I think that's a, that's a pipe dream as well. It's
2: It feels like it'd be a pipe dream, and, and and I think the cautionary tale, although these things are never quite apples and oranges, when Emma left WWE, hmm. or was, was released, and then I She's was a bigger t- name than Emma, though, isn't she? Yeah, well, the Tennille Dashwood stuff. I mean, mm. she left... Obviously, she's left Ring of Honor. She would probably work her way back into that system. But I would say, as a, as an outside run, it was it was like a really it was a non-entity as much as anything. Unless you're going to go and work Joshi promotions in Japan, and I don't somehow see Sasha Banks doing that. And I think she's a big fan, isn't she, of Joshi
1: life? I'm mm. sure I remember her tweet and stuff about like Dream Slam '95 mm. and stuff before. So you never know. You never know. She's that mm. big of a fan of wrestling. It's Costa, something she
2: might do. Costa bringing her in. She'd have to, unless she was willing to work. I mean, this is all so, yeah. this is all like pie in the ice, a pie in the sky stuff that won't happen anyway. Because mm, yeah. I just don't see WWE, especially letting any of the top women's stars on the roster go. Depends especially he- not them.
0: Depends whether you can get Vince to melt down, though. If he melts down like he did when he was uh, allegedly sacking, or or or, oh. or the Evans was quitting, one of the two. When he was uh, when he left, maybe you can talk him into it. Um, not a good sign of a uh, of of uh, Vince's uh, current mentality. You can't really predict uh, what he might do. You never know. She might get lucky. Do you know what the most ridiculous
1: thing about that weekend was? If you ask me, mm. uh, Michael Cole screaming at someone for wearing shorts.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah.
1: I'm so like, is it? Um, that's the equivalent of me being shouted at and screamed at at 16 when I worked in Sainsbury's for leaving my name badge at home. And me looking at the guy shouting at me and thinking, you've gone beetroot red or mm. purple over me leaving a name badge at home. That's the biggest waste of energy I've ever seen in my life. You're a fucking idiot. Um, And I was 16 and it sounds like Michael Cole is treating a grown man like a 16 year old wearing a pair of shorts. Like Michael Cole sounds like an absolute tit if he's screaming at someone for wearing a pair of shorts. Just put that into perspective. You're wearing shorts I'm going to lose the plot. Like what the fuck is wrong with that company? Bunch of absolute psychos and that to me talks to a mentality but that company kind of sort of create backstage one of kind of tension one of hot heads one of uh, where you can sort of shout at those that are seen below you on the totem pole just a vile vile company a of
2: mentors. Uh, so
1: far behind the times that john oliver clip where they showed the clip of vince in 2003 on that hbo documentary yeah. he just comes across like an actual psychopath in that clip like mm. I would love to have one meeting with Vince McMahon where I could just talk my mind to him just to see how he reacts and film it and just release it. It'd be great. I sound like <laughs> an immature child saying that, I know, but. Well,
0: yeah, you go- I, I was just going to say, like, my favourite part of that story is that Vince just look Vince acting like he he was cool and being like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I I know that, like, uh, is it LeBron James wears shorts? Oh, mm-hmm. I get it. And then Michael Cole taking the heat for it. He's just, in his age, I think Vince is just absolutely insane. Like, say, the, the R.D. Evans thing just. Like, apparently, uh, because The Evans let the let Bret Hart slip the word Vince McMahon into his Hall of Fame speech, and that's it, you're done, you're sacked. Uh, it just, yeah, it's absolutely... When you hear a story, I know it's a stressful weekend, it's one of the biggest weekends of the year, but fuck me, is, uh, is that bloke gone off the deep end.
2: That's the kind of shit that Gabe Sapolsky would have pulled. <laughs> like, seriously, just like losing the fucking head. Yeah. Like that, I mean, and this is one of the things when you've got a company, and it's funny bringing the Oliver piece into it, that has what is a series a set, a set of independent contractors who just seem to be able to bollock within an inch of their life at the moment they feel like it, rather than if somebody did that work, going right fuckers, I'm getting HR in on this, mm. and like there's no way he's gonna get to speak to me like that, but you know it's it, it's. <laughs> This bullying culture and this bullying practice, it comes from the head down. It comes from It's him. a top-down organisation. And of he's mental. And, you know, and, and that's it. He's, he is. He's the mad king. On the week of Game of Thrones being released, effectively, he is no the spoils. mad Targaryen. I'm not going to go down that. I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't we? <laughs> but basically, it, he yeah. is the mad Targaryen king. And obviously Triple H as Jamie Lannister wait waiting to take him out.
1: Oh, isn't um Seth Rollins the King Slayer? That's what they were announcing as yeah. his WrestleMania when he was coming out. They were
0: keen on getting that one in. But I'd sooner
2: have him, Seth Rollins in charge of creative than a fucking mentalist like
0: Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's Jon Snow, is it Roman Reigns?
2: Oh god. This I haven't given this enough thought. I'd at least lead a week. I might go Rob Starr for
1: Reigns. Oh no, but then he's they gave up on him early. He got killed off in
2: the 3rd season. Oh, mm. Spoilers, sorry if anyone's never watched it. So, yeah. Listeners, if you can think of any good Game of Thrones bait wrestling analogies, <laughs> I'm game for this and extra points for those one who managed just to relate purely to Japanese wrestlers. Stephanie McMahon is uh, Cersei Lannister. Oh, obviously. I was about to say like the, the yeah. McMahon's
0: fit perfectly into like the oh, yeah. canon um uh, which I suppose would make Jamie Triple H kind of or Shane, I'm not sure. Here's the real
2: question. Who's Jeff Jarrett? Littlefinger? <laughs> Do
0: you know he's, got his, he's he's my, involved my in everything? Humble beginnings. <laughs> Sean Sean
1: Bean. <laughs> that is a great one, i got to say. Sean Bean is Daniel Bryan, except he got his head cut off and did manage to break through the ceiling. But <laughs> the way they were trying to old uh old um my mind's gone, but I can't think of his bloody name. Oh, um, Ned, Stark. Ned Stark down was... Yeah, that was pure Daniel Bryan shit. And I was watching the first season of Game of Thrones as all the Daniel Bryan stuff was going on. So I remember me and my brother constantly flying the comparisons off one another. And it was... I didn't know... I was devastated when Bino got his head chopped off. He never got his uh, WrestleMania 30 moment, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> great moment in TV, that up bold. I watched the, Like I put off watching Game of Thrones for years, because I just thought, uh, on sight, I was like, oh, I won't like this. I don't really like anything like Same. that. I'm, I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. Um, I'm not a fan of anything like that. And then I've actually watched it, and it is great. The last season was terrible. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the first episode of this new season, though. But yeah, I saw that late, so it was spoiled for me, unfortunately, the show on BNX. It. but that's what, definitely one of the bolder choices in the, in television uh cutting off the head of your uh, your big star um in season one even vince isn't brave enough for that
1: well I have a watch of some line of duty as well there's some ballsy moments in there as well and fellow scouser stephen graham's just <laughs> turned up in there benno so i've heard good things All the more reason to watch. But going back to Vince, I'm just thinking, after a weekend like this, surely the blood pressure and the amount of red meat he apparently consumes has got to take its toll eventually. Surely his ticker's on the way out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's. uh, (laughs) he's one of them, though. Yeah, I could see him just living forever. He's one of those... I mean, he's obviously been on steroids for years and years, and I, yeah. I don't know if you believe like those wrestler, sorry, those writer podcasts that you hear where like the crazy stories of him eating a beef burrito every day because he doesn't know what it was, he called it a beef wrap. Um, his diet's probably not the best either, but yeah, he does seem the type. He's got the money there. He's gonna be, yeah. he's gonna be living well into his eighties. Vince, I don't think uh, Triple H is gonna be uh, it over anytime soon.
1: Has anyone never just had it out with him though, and just said like? Your ideas are shit, like, Heyman. Evans, Did he maybe? have it
2: out with him though? No, I can imagine he would have not in the way that we, that we're fantasy booking an argument with Vince. <laughs> I get the
1: impression Heyman though sort play playing perfectly though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, And you yeah. look at Brock as well of a leverage there is there, and Shawn so Michaels can get away with it. Yeah, someone, someone like the Revival should just go in and just, just kick off, just go <laughs> off on him when there's a week left on their contract or something, just for peace of mind. Like, you know, it's the, the ultimate fantasy, just getting to have a go at an absolute maniac like that and just get a few own truths out there.
0: That's it, yeah. Uh, see, that's, that's a documentary I'd watch. Uh, I think the Brock Lesnar one that was on, uh, was it WWE? What's the documentary series called? Like 24 Chronicle. or something? Chronicle, yeah. I think that was staged, but I'd like to see a real one. Um, I'd like to see that happen. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just been a, a weird week. Like like that, R.D. Evans getting getting sacked for mentioning Vince. Then they do the whole DX thing where Triple H just can't help himself but throw in slide digs at either. I don't know Did you see any of the Hall of Fame, uh, Joe? Uh, I saw, saw
1: Brett up get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was hit. terrible. And I saw Travis Brown laying into some
0: guy. So it was good. Yeah, yeah I, enjoyed, was I, cool. adjo- I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed Dash Wilder and uh, Harry Smith in his bright yellow pants uh, getting involved there as well. Uh, but... Spud having a
1: with the crowd afterwards as well. That was quite good. I saw Spud in the ring. Was like, hey, what's he doing there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's uh, the man you need, the hero of the hour, Spud. Uh, but yeah, it is yeah. kind. Of, It showed, didn't it, that uh, AEW are very much uh, on their radar. Like, even if Triple H does take over at some point, he's still very thin-skinned. He can't help himself but throw a couple of digs in there. Uh, Some of them are funny, uh, but it's quite clear. He's a He's got AEW on the mind. Um, what do you make of the, I mean, link to that, the AEW stuff coming out, that they've got the uh, alleged mm-hmm. two-hour weekly TV coming up. Uh, might be TNT, might be some other Turner station. <clears throat> I'm a little bit disappointed, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if I really do <clears throat> want another two-hour wrestling TV show every week. A- hour and a half of adverts,
1: mate, just remember that. True, very true. Yeah, cut it, <laughs> cut
0: it down. Cut it down to us. Maybe skip over a couple of the comedy skits. Actually, yeah, maybe it'll be a bit more of a, an easy watch, like SmackDown kind of is a lot of the time.
2: Well, the, the the issue I have with it is this just seems to be following in a format for wrestling programs on television that, frankly, is actually a bit tired mm. and isn't anything different. If it's going to be two hours live weekly, it's just like, okay, so you're basically what TNT, TBS want is. Um, is something that's um, Nitro Redux, Mm. which I can get why. They would look back at what historically the ratings were and think, my God, we can get them anything in half of that, then we're on something really great. I think, and it might have been the conversation you were having with Will Cooling on the British wrestling experience, but there are so many other interesting ways they could do it. Like, I mean, I know this, we've mentioned it ever so briefly, but the sort of UFC model of perhaps having a a Clash of Champions type Mm. show on once Mm. a month and other shows kind of building it up and maybe putting being the elite as part of a streaming service you know there are lots of much more interesting directions that feel much more tailored towards a modern television and digital market than the idea of two hours of live wrestling on a tuesday when there's already going to be three on a monday and two on a friday Uh, you know this just falls in and then god knows if you're like us and you watch so much wrestling that's going on stuff like MLW or impact, then, you know, there isn't enough hours in the week. Mm. I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced that that is a particularly good move for them. I think there's stuff they could do that would keep, them and it would keep that roster fresh if you're seeing them on a big card like once a month with stuff in the build-up in the meantime i
1: do wonder if they'll rotate the roster from week to week a little Mm. bit more than maybe a aurora smackdown does because i think one of the big problems with aurora and smackdown is they almost have to force these guys on tv and give them something to do every week and there's so much time and all the rest of it Mm. and i do still wonder whether they will fill it with being the elite type skits as well so I I get it as well, because obviously they've got a hardcore audience. They've got us already, basically. Mm. Um, we're always going to have an eye on them. People like us are always going to have an eye on them, right? They need that mainstream audience, I suppose. That's what they're trying to target. TV might still be the best route to finding that mm. that mainstream audience and then creating new <clears throat> fans, I suppose. So I get it from that point of view as well. But mm. yeah, from a sort of hardcore fans point of view i don't want another a, a tv wrestler i feel like i'm kind of done with mm. i feel like i've consumed wrestling in such a different way for the last few years now that i'm so out of that mold of watching a mm. wrestling tv show every week like nxt regular nxt not the uk crap i will i still try to watch but I'll end up binging like four episodes in a row or something. Mm. I'll never watch it week to week anymore mm. uh, because I just don't feel like my mind works like that. It's like I was saying about Line of Duty. I watched the first three episodes yesterday and I'm going to wait another three weeks and watch the last three episodes the day after the last episode airs. Game of Thrones, I'm going to wait until uh, the last week of it and just binge it all that week because mm. – we are able to determine our own schedules now yeah. and make our own television schedules. We can watch films when we want to watch them. That I'm so so used to doing that that I can't fit into what the TV schedulers want me to watch when they want me to watch it now.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's shown in WDB as well, isn't it? Like the, the Raw after Mania you'd expect that ratings bump and that the ratings just crashed in the third hour and it was it was I think it was the worst roar after mania on on record someone can correct me if I'm wrong but like it you made a good point there joe because like something like a even a weekly you know one hour nxt show or mlw or even impact like you say once you cut the adverts out and you cut out the retro stuff you can get through that in an hour as well same thing it's the type of thing i'll watch like three or four i'll catch up every few weeks and, and go through it um and you, you can't you can't do that with a three-hour wwe product uh it's not possible and i think that's shown in i don't think raw's appointment viewing anymore i think the the majority of wrestling fans i think we're we're always quick to to get on new technology like i think the first torrent I ever downloaded was a wrestling show uh, and i think wrestling fans have already you know lots of wrestling fans get their wrestling through the internet either through watching on youtube or watching on dodgy websites the uh, wrestling week to week and that kind of appointment viewing and watching it on the tv every week while there are still obviously you know two odd million people who plus who who watch raw every week that audience is dwindling probably faster than the audiences are dwindling for for any other kind of TV. I think for for wrestling fans, it's become a case of the world's got smaller. Everything's available immediately, um, and yeah, I think our our habits are, are very different. So it does kind of give me some doubt on the AWTV TV show. But again, I think they'll do fine if they're on a channel as big as that. I think they'll make it work, um, and I think it'll be and it'll still be. I'm still looking forward to it. It'll still be a good thing. It's almost a, a silly complaint, you know, too much wrestling to watch.
2: It is. I I, I think. Any of the concerns we have, it's it's almost too early to say. There hasn't been a deal announced. Mm. Um, there's lots of interesting directions with the Warner route as well about apparently HBO, which isn't doing boxing anymore. So, you know, whether or not there would be – that would be obviously the ultimate I can't see team. HBO and wrestling, though. Can you? There just... is actually a lot of stuff on HBO outside of the kind of prestige TV. Yeah, yeah, that I is, know that. that is somewhat – They had like the Andre doc, didn't they? They did, yeah, they did. It's it's just it's whether or not how it fits in because they're. I mean, one of the, we talked about Game of Thrones a little bit earlier on, but once Game of Thrones stops, there's a legitimate worry about how is HBO going to stop people from not subscribing. Happen after the HBO. Sopran-
1: didn't they get like record yeah. numbers there after the Sopranos? Sopranos, Canceled. they happened after
2: Sex and the City as well, yeah. and it's about trying to get that hook. So whether or not they want to use it in some way as as a slightly different audience to, to mm. get a HBO subscription god knows this is all very pie in the sky and it is quite exciting i think ultimately if it's another here's a live wrestling tv show that's kind of formatted with skits and matches i don't know maybe it's just me but i'm i get to the point where i see enough of that already mm. and that real risks is actually tearing up the script that you know We've mentioned them a few times. That fucking Vince Russo seems to to love so much, and this this idea of kind of it's still a crash TV format that still is the prevalent um, formatting of of wrestling TV scripts of just stuff happening on a constant basis, and it's breaking that cycle for me would be mm. something that that will do them and the whole industry good. Uh,
0: maybe Joe could have a word. Um, <laughs> JP used to be the. Uh... The Tony Khan Whisperer, but uh, I reckon I saw the announced um, Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, Glacier for that Battle Royal coming up at, uh, at, the, uh, coming up at their pay-per-view um, and I kind of coming up at Double or Nothing, and it kind of just made me think, I think Joe's had the word there, you and uh, your oh, yeah. mates there. Is, is Glacier on you? Uh, maybe not Seema and the Super Smash Brothers, but I reckon Glacier, that's a Joe shout. I was having a chat about Mortal
1: Kombat actually, and uh... <laughs> He was expressing how much he loved a bit of Mortal Kombat, especially an Arcade back in the day. And after that conversation, I sort of winked at him, he winked back, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. Raph could be on his way as well at this point. So, yeah, you never know. But, yeah, big tone. What a bloke. Top,
0: top man. Uh, you ran into him, didn't you? At the uh, the cockpit show uh, that came right after we released our last episode with all three of us. I was when you sent us a, a photo of you just sitting. Were you sitting right in front of uh, Big Tone? Is that how <laughs> you you got chatting to him, Joe? Um... He he was sat
1: two rows in front of me, and I spotted him. I was like that's interesting and there was a reserved sign where there's never been a reserve sign before I and mean, then he turned up and sat there and i was like
0: ah, okay i'm gonna have a chat with him later on is he the only man who's ever had a reserve seat in the cockpit i can't yeah is is, is that has there ever been any other celebrities there or is it start and finish <laughs> apart from the saint john's ambulance uh, people <laughs>
1: <laughs> big tone is the only other guy who's ever had a reserve spot in that venue and uh yeah, he was well up for a chat though. He was, uh, he top bloke, made a new friend that day.
2: Asked my name and all sorts. Didn't they, didn't Fulham get relegated the day before that, though, or something like that? Uh, I think
1: no, mm, I think it was no, the it was week the- after. But they lost the day before. I think they lost to Man City the day before. But we had a, me and him had a little chat about football as well. Uh, I spoke to him about the Spurs Liverpool game that was that day. Oh yeah, because he was late for the show because he was watching Spurs Liverpool. And then we had a little chat about the result as well. Then he told me about Neil Warnock being very angry after the Cardiff game, which was that day when they had a couple of, shouts against chelsea turned down yeah, or one 0 up and fucking awful that was yeah but the biggest take for apart from my um obviously glacier recommendation <laughs> and obviously me saying brian pillman's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time get his son in there mate and then we had a good chat about brian pillman circa 1990 to 95 pre-loose cannon uh, <laughs> we had a chat about certain angles and certain storylines this is true and i said to him can you promise that you never ever do an authority figure storyline and he just went no way man we're never going to do that shit and i was like "Ah, oh, yes i've got faith i have got faith in this man
0: <laughs> yeah Big he's tiny. no delirious
2: though is he
1: uh oh, sh- stop right there <laughs>
0: I love that he asked your name. I'm so convinced. I reckon he went home and he Googled you. I reckon he's found the podcast. He's found the uh, the Wanking Dogs episode. I reckon he's uh, he, he knows all about us now, Big Tone. He plays oh. Sly, but I reckon he knew exactly who you were
1: i'll be honest there was a point where i was going to say to him we were getting on so well i thought i might say to him. i saw that saw those people say about you wanking dogs of a week man i thought it was disgusting like i thought could i bring it up
0: oh, is man, there a man, way man. i
1: could bring it up and talk about how disgusted i was by it but i thought you know You're what really that disgusted oh, i think i've promoted it quite a bit really haven't i, exactly. I thought I'd, i'll leave that one it's probably not the best route to go down is it
0: we we'll have to, like, We've got to get him on for an interview now. Like, I, I need to meet him now to meet the trifecta. I mean, we don't do interviews generally, but I'm gonna make it an exception for Big Tone and, uh, and grill him on the uh, on the wanking dog subject as well as you know actual wrestling content.
1: I'll ask Andy Quilden to put a word in for Big Tone. See if he'll come on.
0: <laughs> Unlikely for a free paid interview.
2: Well, you're there at the epicenter of this, aren't you? I interviewed Andy Quilden A paid interview, apparently, but
1: free yeah. paid yeah yeah so yeah
0: <laughs> was, there, was there anything that i mean it's been a while now wrestlemania weekend's happen, but was there anything noteworthy from that corporate show you tell people to check out or anything or was meeting big tone like the the big date the big thing <laughs> that was the
1: highlight <laughs> <laughs> oh. getting glacier booked in the battle royal was the highlight um no i, I can hardly remember it it was it feels so long ago after the last couple of weeks um Pac, at his best match that I've seen him have, um, apart from the one in Dragon Gate at the beginning of the year, he faced Al Phantasmo. That was a really good match, and Pac did an amazing job of making a small child cry and scream, which was weird. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't tell if Pac loved it or hated it. I think he loved it and felt really guilty uh, but they had a really good match and Phantasmo was, was one of the better performances I've seen from from Fantasmo as an individual mm. in a match. He's growing more and more as a performer in ring, I think. Uh, his instincts are getting better as well. I used to find a lot of his stuff was quite sort of set up, quite kind of choreographed whereas it feels like he's getting a little bit more confident in kind of playing on his instincts and stuff in ring as well. So that would be worth checking out. Other than that, um, David Starr cut a great promo once again mm. to set up the ladder match with Fantasmo. Well, to further the ladder match with Phantasmo. There was a really good uh, promo he did a- on a ladder, which I loved. Um, and he had a good match with Michael Oku as well. But other than that, it was just a regular cockpit show that was quite a good fun. Mm.
0: you kind so- of maybe a little bit more promising to see. I'm hoping to see Pac on Thursday. I'm going to... Uh- I think I'm going to go. I haven't 100% decided yet. He's he's facing Pentagon in Liverpool. Uh, literally like in the middle of the city centre on payday before a bank holiday. My girlfriend's away. his way. There's no reason why. I, I, I'm trying to think of a reason not to go because I'm not a huge fan of these TNT shows. And I'm not really excited to see Pac at the moment. But I, I think I've got to go for that.
2: He's nearby, isn't Any? I, I mean, how
0: much are tickets for it? Uh, I think it's like £20, something like that. Uh, I'm going to have a little look that. Yeah. But yeah, pack, pack someone who just, yeah, I, I should be really excited to see him and I'm just not. Um, but then again, mm-hmm. you know, part of that's the Osprey match that I, I travelled for. And, you know, if they do that match again, Osprey is not never champion anymore, so they can beat Osprey. Uh, so at least maybe we've got that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. That that makes me feel a little bit more confident, Joe. But it doesn't sound like there was a huge amount going on at the cockpit other than that.
1: Yeah, it, like I say, it was a standard show. It was fine. Um, I wouldn't go out of your way to see it, but if you're going to watch any film, the Pat Phantasma match is the best match from the show. Um, and I hope Pat can continue putting performances like this in because it was a really good match. Uh,
0: JP, while well, we've uh, kind of been, again, bringing ourselves back to reality and watching shows uh, obviously Joe's got that cockpit show where we're going to talk about progress in a little bit that I think we've all seen uh you also caught the uh, the MLW Battle Riot show too uh, probably worth uh, talking that now too
2: yeah i did um it, it overall uh it's going to sound like quite not repetition from when uh watched MLW and we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago it's, it's a generally very solid product, but I would say what was noticeable about this is that as for a show that was part of Mania Weekend, it didn't really feel like it was part of Mania Weekend. Everything existed within the sort of television storyline. So even though I saw this, what, a week after Wrestle a week after it was on, hmm. I was really um, happy with being able to watch this because it didn't feel like i was watching i don't know a card from mania weekend that felt sort of specially set up um they ran it in the same venue that impact had a pay-per-view from and to be honest with you there's a lot of similarities in terms of how it looks and it looks really professional as well i went past that place
1: on Fe- wednesday or thursday melrose melrose ballroom in Qu- in Astoria, queens i went to the museum moving image Fucking amazing museum. If you're if you're into your film and your media, go there. Jim Henson exhibition, incredible. And went for some cracking arepas, Venezuelan food across the road from the Melrose Ballroom. This so is the important
0: th- stuff. That's saw the it. venue. Sorry, mate. This no, is why like people right. listen to us. That's that's the important stuff. I'm hoping the people who went to
2: Battle Riot to manage to get a bit of time to go into the Museum of Moving Image. If
1: you go into an MLW show at the Melrose Ballroom or another show there, pop into the Museum of Moving Image and pop into the um, Venezuelan Grill. Cracking food at a cheap price.
2: (laughs) Sorry. It looked a good venue (laughs) from the outside. Um and it looked great on the inside as well, working it back in. <laughs> um, like, I mean, in terms of the big screen and the presentation, it's been said a good few times. I've got a lot of people who are experienced on television production, so it always looks good. Cornette is really good on commentary. And mm. Rich Bikini, who isn't isn't doesn't um, isn't someone who's necessarily really no- noticeable, he does a really good job of just relatively cu- calling stories and mm. passing on... Um, uh, and. and playing on the uh, a lot of the things that are going on inside the matches but ultimately it's not him as a character he's not really involved in it at all mm-hmm. um it's it's interesting because from a UK perspective, we now get to see it on Free Sports.
0: Yeah, every which... Monday it's on, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I saw yeah. like I saw Cornet talking it up. I listened to his podcast actually with him talking up, and I was thinking it is Free Sports. I mean, Red Pro were doing That's what it. less than five thousand, uh, even less than that, I think, on on some weeks, depending on who was in the top ten. Mm. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't get uh, hugely excited about it. But it's still, you know, it's it's presence in the UK, isn't it? And it gives them, you know, more reason to maybe focus on the UK a little bit as well.
2: It is, but uh, I mean, I would say that the YouTube uh stuff that they do is going to get a lot more in the way of, True, kind of yeah. like, which says you know brings it back on to sort of the tv market in terms of the uk of, mm. of what might work best for them but i think it's just important they have a television presence and they're a good television product and they've got it set up for it very well mm. and i think you know it would almost be a better fit in some ways for free sports for what they want out of a wrestling product as opposed to um how how it went with free sports and I think it was interesting I didn't listen to it yet but I look forward to listening to one of the where Andy Quilden was talking about his dealings with free sports on his Mm -hmm. podcast as well and about all the various things that went on there so I look forward to to getting to listen to that hopefully at some point Mm -hmm. um to the show itself um the early card matches were fine they do a really good job of taking some much better known stars and tagging on a couple of young guys who are really their young guys in order to try and get them over. So MJF is kind of like one of the focal points of the show and they make sure that he's got a stable called the dynasty. Cause if nothing else, as soon as he is going to end up inevitably just working full time for AEW, because the guy is a star, let's face it. Mm. Um, these, these two guys are going to be able to hopefully be able to fill somewhat of the gap between them. Um, They had Teddy Hart on there as well. Um, It was, you know, an extended squash, but they had him been, he had a bottle smashed over his head, which they said he was concussed and taken to the hospital. Need a couple of blunts to kill that pain. (laughs) Oh, I think he managed to find them, wherever he is. You can see him in the Antarctic and he'll find somewhere finding a blunt. (laughs) Just like you, JP. (sighs) Man after my own heart. Um, I was thinking about that angle. Of all but, the wacky matches this weekend, why didn't anyone do Teddy Hart versus Nick Gage? <laughs> has that happened before?
0: Afraid,
2: possibly in this I, crazy. I feel like club. someone
0: would die, and it'd probably be Teddy
2: Hart. Oh, imagine knocking around with him afterwards, though—that'd be a lively I, affair.
0: I feel like I need my dose of Nick
1: Gage. I've not seen any of his matches yeah. from WrestleMania oh, he weekend. He was all so. over
0: Mania weekend as well. I, 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 was, I was trying to think of like Marathon Man over the weekend, and he's one. He was on a lot of show, all the game changer shows, and a lot of the other shows as well.
1: I'll get my Nick Gage in tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. Who's he working? They've got a um, game changer. They've got some shows coming up. I can't. they booked a couple yes. of interesting matches with him. I know they booked. him. Um, don't know if this interests you, uh, Colby Carino against Homicide. Keep the, uh, oh, the feud, yeah. the feud yeah. going over Steve Carino's Busted Deer. Uh, Very I kind of like that. Uh, AW, Creative Bookers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that note, can I just
1: while we're on the subject of sons, I've just checking my email and I got an email from IPW, the promotion that drew twelve people in Jamaica Queens. <laughs> got Brian Pillman Jr. and Cody Hall making their debuts at Unit Nine and Milton Keynes. So, uh, yeah,
0: I want to see, see Brian Pillman Jr. Like if he's working elsewhere, I'm probably not going to bother going to IPW UK. Uh, I'd ask for press, but they probably charge us. Uh, so yeah, yeah hopefully, work somewhere else.
1: He's 45 minutes away, but I've got to go to IPW, so <laughs> maybe not.
2: Um, back on TMLW. Oh, it's all right. Um, one of the things they did have on the undercard is, oh, hello, Eve, which match is this that Joe's also seen that's on IPW? Sorry. Ben Cody Hall facing battle-tested Rob Lynch. <laughs> that's a match. <laughs>
0: go that's, on. That's going to put asses in seats.
1: Yeah, it really is, and Jesus. we've got uh, uh, David Starr versus Brian
2: Pillman Jr. That sounds pretty I mean, that, good. That, yeah.
0: that sounds good, to be fair. Yeah, so.
2: um, actually, the, there is some really talented guys on there wrestling.
0: Cody um, Hall, do you include him in your, in your talented guys list, JP? I forgot well, he even still wrestled.
2: Exactly on the on, on the on the talented guys front, someone who YouTube always been a big fan of. Jimmy Havoc was on in um, against uh, Tom Lawler in a death match. I'm a big fan of Tom Lawler. Oh, yeah. He bled like a fucker here. Really? And I would say, all right, for us, we've seen this match multiple times. Mm. The live crowd there loved it. Mm. They were all over it. Now, I'm not one of these people. Well, the live crowd loved it. Therefore, it's got to be brilliant stuff. But it actually showed a lot to me about Lawler, about the fact that we've seen him work sort of what are very straightforward um, wrestling matches, proper wrestling grappling matches. Mm. He's able to do comedy. He's able to do sort of intense. And here he did, you know, sort of bled heavily. Um, and he was able to do a lot of the sort of deathmatch spots as well. And this is only, what, his second full-time year? Yeah. Mm. In, in wrestling? since you know... This is someone who, was he over here very recently for PCW? Well, we again. saw him in PCW. No no no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I was talking about he was supposed to be here in April. No, wasn't. he's coming over oh, at the end of the month. End of the month. <laughs> right, all right. Cheeky bastards. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it'd be great to see him on stuff because he, he's, you know, blowing that trumpet again. He's great. Get him on there.
0: What's I it called? Say- Luca of the match.
2: Oh, well, it's, I don't want to see him in another death. But this one was fine for what it was.
1: As far as death matches go, because you two were raving about that Joe Gacy day death match. Uh, was it Joe Gacy? No, no, not him. Who's that other bloke?
2: Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd. I was getting and, um, that's it. T- uh, t- uh, Tanaka.
1: I, I was getting Jimmy Lloyd and Joe Gacy mixed up. Sorry. But you were <laughs> raving about
2: that. Um, yeah.
1: Where? Uh, how's this one compared to that one?
2: Oh no, not as good, but also not as nasty. not, okay. not, not like okay. it wasn't like a light tube kind of death match. It was basically lots of chairs and tables and various things like that, staples and whatnot. So you, standard Jimmy havoc effect. You wouldn't recommend checking it out. If you missed it, you'd be missing. Okay, nothing. okay, yeah. Um, and really, say the same thing about the battle riot itself, which was mm. fine. Um, there's some highlights from it. Obviously I'm not recapping the whole bloody thing. Other than they had started, Dan Severin came in, looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like really does. He just look I know people chant and they go, Oh, you know, here's this guy's in the UFC. Well, quite often forgets As a professional wrestler, he's dull. He's in- a former NWA champion. You're slagging off there, mate. Yep. It's the real world and I've title. slagged there. off many NWA world champions and will continue to do so. Um, Avalanche and Emil Satochi were in this. Hmm. Um, and Avalanche had a long run in it. So I'd be interested to see, you know, he, he seemed to, you know, do okay out of it. But they kept on calling him Robert Dreisker as well. They kept calling him by his name. Um, Phoenix weird. didn't bother to take off his hoodie and was in there for less than five minutes. Uh, he had a busy um, weekend, to be fair, to so Phoenix. He did. So he had to and get was, around. Pentagon came out, did some stuff, I think stayed for possibly a minute or two more, and then he was gone um that LAX come in and then were gone very quickly as well but yeah. they they look like they'd be a great fit for MLW I don't know if they ever could do anything on that um Contra U- unit came out there was a point where Jacob Fatu did his really impressive moonsault except he missed everyone so he had to kind of redo the spot with three guys lying down and MJF stealing some very cheap pins afterwards Overall, in the end, one of my favourite wrestlers and a man who continues to sort of expand. Um, L.A. Park won mm. it in the end by knocking off uh, Sammy Callahan with a punch. To the the ramp wasn't part of the floor, and then he fell to the floor. It was <laughs> a bit. It was a bit underwhelming. Yeah. Um, well,
0: Jim- L.A. Park is not going to New York to job. He's not flying all the way out there. If he, even in a battle royal, he's got to go. He's got a New York to eat. That's why well,
2: he got He brought out like it wasn't like a chair, like it normally was. It was based like a little step ladder, metal one that looked pretty well reinforced, and he stood on that. The guy's got presence, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I can, you know, he is a big star, but Christ above, I think someone needs to say, mate, if if you're gonna let yourself go, just d- at least. Try... Here's some healthy stuff. Oh, mate, should have seen this. the amount of a
1: story of Queens you can get all manner of food around there honestly mm-hmm. one of the most diverse places of the types of food I've ever seen he would have been having an absolute field day trust yes. me he'd have been getting all the bloody cheese melted cheese on stuff he could get down him so
2: he's not slimming could down anytime soon I mean he's he, you know he is a big star and all the rest of it but I'm looking at him more now with a sense of worry and thinking maybe we need to get DDP on the case get him doing a bit of yoga in the meantime keep it down a bit you Think he's going to fuck around with that yoga shite? When
0: he can, no,
1: yeah. when he can be eating a couple of burgers, a couple of steaks, yeah. maybe
0: as well. Nah, come on. He's got he's got a full body suit. He can do what he wants. Like, yeah, although you can li- you can literally see his belly through his full bodysuit That yeah. he seems to have not updated since nineteen ninety seven. You know, it's fine. It's LA Park. He's allowed, isn't he? He's he's He carries a... it well. He's follow-
2: following a Lucha tradition where you see some of them by the end and you do think, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, he's let himself He's go. on the
0: super porky diet, that's he what he's He's on the
2: super porky. I think he's eating super porky at this point.
0: <laughs> um, do you reckon so- it'll be Pentagon in about what, uh, 20 years? Yeah. Pentagon dis- still wear, wearing his singlets.
2: I'll be thoroughly disappointed if Pentagon is is not like that. In twenty years, he'll have done something massively wrong. So yeah, Battle Riot.
0: <laughs> Good, worth a watch.
2: Um, nah, not really. It's <laughs> perfectly fine. It's a g- easy. If you want to know what's going on with the storylines and stuff, watch it. It's absolutely fine. But really, do you need to go the way for the two hours of it? Not with the Battle Riot because it is a bit. It's it's a bit over long. Mm. But yeah, how I, long's I, the I, Battle Riot itself then? Uh, well, it's like one minute. And it's one minute entrance so it's about it's about 50 minutes in total is
1: it better than the honour rumble
2: yeah it is uh, good because yeah. that thing was absolute shite yes yeah I heard some people going mental about that and I was like what the what, fuck they it was you? good I think so yeah uh, big Kenny
1: King Ken- fans Kenny King they had Liger and Mooter in the ring together <laughs> and they booked it around Kenny King
0: uh, Ring of Honour 2019 never change or oh, please change immediately. Oh, go, <laughs> yeah. go away. Well, <laughs> go one, away past,
2: one last ring of all the point. Did you see stuff about the attendances for the TV tapings afterwards? No. Not it didn't anymore. look good. Yeah. Did they I, draw? I'm guessing a
0: couple of hundred. Okay. Actually. Where was it?
2: Uh, I don't know, actually.
0: Oh, I'll have a look. Yeah. yeah. That, that made me laugh. And also, the, the news story that came out that they didn't clue in any of the New Japan talent or yeah. New Japan office. On what they were doing with Enzo and Cass. Oh so
2: no. They, Harold's so, got your excuse, mate. So Get the, rid of these fuckers now.
0: The reactions of like... Because Tamatonga I don't like Tamatonga, but I was laughing at his like the promo we cut after, just making fun of Ring of Honor's terrible booking. And he's been going after them on Twitter since. Actually, to be honest, it's it's if anything, if if that shit Enzo and Cass Angle's given us anything, it's given us the great promo battle between Tamatonga and the Briscoe brothers I didn't know I wanted to see. Um uh, but yeah, just hilarious that yeah, the uh, they wouldn't even clue in there. The wrestlers that that was happening
1: or do you mean the great pro battle between enzo and casson's and tamatonga that you never thought you'd see
0: oh no i don't want to see that i've seen enzo going back and forth with joey janela over a shoot fight um but no i would rather see i think that the briscoes promo will beat anything enzo can come back with yeah fair point but yeah what a shit show ring of honor
2: <laughs> well i all i'm open is like just use this as the excuse to go we're going to we're gonna, um, not going to bother with you, lads, and then get Big Tone on Speed, doll.
1: Yeah. 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 Pit, you know. I'm hoping that Harold car. left that bloody arena and had Tony on the phone and said, Tony, are you watching this shit? Because I want out now. <laughs> like, for the love of God. Oh, we can only hope.
0: Uh, sh- should, we, uh, should we talk some progress? Yeah, go on. Or, or, sh- or should we talk more on shoot fights, LA Park, Glacier? Uh, is, it, is it obvious <laughs> that it's a, it's a slow week for what we've been watching? Any it Glacier is. Memories?
2: Any Glacier. I remember the promos where the blood runs cold and thinking this <laughs> I, is gonna be good. And then I, when he came out just going, Oh.
0: I honestly believe like there was a there was a week in Nitro where all the WCW wrestlers were away, like on some Japan tour, and the commentators were putting over how the NWO was gonna take over and there was no one to defend WCW. I mean, I was 12, but I was like, Glacier's <laughs> gonna be there, Glacier's gonna sort it out, he'll take out the entire NWO. Uh yeah the uh the build was uh was definitely better than the I mean he was young at the time but he looked he looked very middle he looked how old he looks now that's what he looked like back then he looked like a middle aged kind of not podgy, but kind of short not really as uh, as cool as the uh, as the Mortal Kombat get up uh was uh, designed to be
2: but I can imagine how the appeal he has for a certain you know generation of fans because it would have been it's just that I was uh, being He's no that, being, yeah, being being that bit older, I, it was just like another kind of gimmicky wrestler. So I was just put my head in my hands and just go, oh, no, <laughs> not something like this, please. Oh,
0: Get the lasers, you have the cool entrance. I mean, oh,
1: Were I, you oh. like how I was when I first saw the Wyatt family and thought, oh, fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> supernatural rubbish that people are going to go mad I about was... and tell me it's
2: great and it's just not. Again, this is it's wonderful how we're trying not to talk about any wrestling that we've actually seen this week, but I completely... <laughs> Completely agree with you that's exactly how i felt right oh, no. Anything supernatural stuff in wrestling ah, it oh, it's he, was just, re- to he it. was
0: just really good at karate come on yeah he, he had some it's... lasers but you know yeah he was that's... all right i suppose I mean... mortis and wrath and um james mitchell were pretty supernatural although ernest the miller got involved you know grounded it uh i appreciated it
2: i'm It's it's in some ways, I can remember WCW doing it's not supernatural as such, but Robocop at Capital Combat 90. I I didn't see that until years later and I loved it, obviously. I was seeing that the time breaking Sting out of the cage. Oh, I'm happy God. to just sort of discuss WCW with the wife for just yeah. hours or hours <laughs> on
0: end. We need to get them on Grapple, don't we? Um, oh, were, you know, yeah. were, were you like the hardcore okay. WCW fan, JP, that was fuming that they were injecting all this sports entertainment into, yes. your, uh, into your pro wrestling product? See, I, oh, I'm like Joe, oh, yes. I, wa- I watched it like a couple of years later uh, and watched it back with a heavy dose of irony, or irony and just a bemusement of everything that was going on. So I wasn't uh, too bothered by it all
2: see he was on at the time on saturday afternoons it was like you know seeing tom zenk felt like a big deal um <laughs> and- seeing tom zenk felt
0: like a big deal that's a <laughs> yeah. if a good fit oh, in Z- the episode the man yeah
2: and then uh and then when he lost in 90 seconds to rick rude who's like my favorite wrestler of all time so it's just you know I, he he did well. He made sure that Rude got over that night. The Z
1: Man and Pillman are a great tag team. Oh, they are. What? Flying Brian
0: and the Z Man. oh did that match against the Midnight yeah.
2: Express?
1: Great match. i tell you, isn't it?
0: One of my early wrestling figures that I own was a Z-Man one. It was like, you know the way the WWF figures actually moved and could do stuff? And the WCW ones were like statues. I'm almost certain, like I could be wrong, but I feel like my mum bought me it from Quicksave. Like it might not have been Quicksave, it might just have been a similar shop. But I remember having it for about six months to a year before my older cousin had to tell me that, yeah, that's the Z-Man and he's not very good.
2: At the same time, it could have been Jim Powers for all new
0: you. Ah, Because it could have just been
2: quite generic
0: it was it was a dude like a, a, a yeah, generic white dude in i think white trunks i'm pretty sure yeah and, down, and yeah. a mallet that
2: was yeah. standard 90s early 90s you know, wcw fair
0: maybe they just had me off and it's like you know when you go into Palm land and they have those one pound figures like i've got a oh yeah i've got a mcfoley knockoff somewhere that somebody bought i think col who we mentioned earlier bought that one for me it's a christmas present one year uh he's called like Dude Hate or something like that rather than Dude Love. Maybe that's what I had, one of those fake figures. Uh, and it wasn't really the z man Talking to Mick Foley, he
1: was in front of me in a coffee line. Didn't <laughs> realise it was him. Huge. Then I, noticed, I can imagine. Uh, Wide. Then I noticed Noelle. And then she started kissing some bloke. And I was like, it's that clown bastard. <laughs> Never has a man punched more in his life than that clown cunt seriously wow <laughs> sorry a complete aside again See, but I was more starstruck by seeing him with her than I was seeing Mick Foley it is a crime that that bloke's done that well like oh my god sure, both uh, anyway of my coffee. Oh. Ooh, Foley
0: yeah yeah I, I, I'm still regretting not buying Jarrett one at the, uh, the media Con in Manchester <laughs> maybe I'll get a second chance at the for the love of wrestling in Liverpool in a couple of weeks him uh, a ah. coffee <laughs> Foley's
1: had enough comebacks and enough rubbish to afford his own coffee. I'm not buying him a weak American shite coffee. He can <laughs> buy his own coffee, as he did. Oh. And if I buy him one, I've probably got to buy that Clown bass at a coffee as well. So it's going to cost me a few quid if I have to buy a round of coffees rather than just me and Mick a coffee.
0: Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, that, have you seen the Foley's coming over and doing that? Undertaker was supposed yeah. to be doing a spoken word tour over here with uh, Inside the Ropes, and he's basically... Uh, it, reading between the lines, it feels like of Peter's people have gone. No, he's just going to do the autograph signing. He's going to do what he contractually has to do. So they've had to strip away what they've sold tickets for, which is the live show. And Foley's coming over to do the business for him. Gotta love it, Mick. Well, he'll take a book and He'll he'll show up at your wedding if you pay him enough. Um, good old Foley, old reliable. I'd be gutted though if I was going. If I was a big Undertaker fan. Uh, speaking of call.
1: Yeah, like surely there's a bit of you know. Can you demand a refund from that? I think they have offered refunds. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Because the amount of money that thing cost as well—that cost mm. serious money—and mm,
0: yeah. people paying hundreds for like for the big packages—it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it just
1: I find that weird. Mm. Number one, but also it's kind of like the Undertaker pulling back the curtain, and the Undertaker has never done this, whereas Mick Foley originated this form of like <laughs> wrestling oh, we've, we've up. heard all these stories no, we, how many stuck, times you've heard yeah. That. yeah so i just don't understand like mm. what the appeal would be in this to be honest
2: i mean they've, they've, it's been said hasn't it it's been reported that it's this is wwe's doing as much as anything else they he signed a new contract and that means he was he was going to pull back as much as he can do um I think unfortunately unless you've got it written on a contract with him, this is what you're being explicitly paid to do. And what is it, twenty grand an hour that's been reported as well?
0: Oh sort and daft like that.
2: I'll 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 do that much. I mean, yeah, it's not even gonna go down the path of what I do for twenty grand an hour. Um, <laughs> can, we- can we I'll leave that to everyone's imagination. Would you have sex with Frank the Clown? Oh <laughs> <laughs> I think he would. Yeah. Was. yeah. I don't even know what I'm even thinking about it yet Sad luck, Fraggy boy <laughs> Sorry. Would, you,
0: would you let Matt Red way with you?
2: he do that for nothing <laughs> not, not with that thing
0: he's got, I'll tell you that Oh, <laughs> this has gone off the right what is going on <laughs> see, Sorry. see that's what people should spend the money on rather than these Undertaker meet and greets uh, a night with JP um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking of going to go into that for the, for the love of wrestling thing by the way have you have you seen mm. anything about it because no one seems to know it's a thing that exists there's been no. like Undertaker's on that uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's over Marty Giannetti's over Steve Lombardi is over he was a late addition <laughs> Virgil Am I talking you well, uh, into coming on to the Sid, Udi, Sid, Vicious, and obviously Jeff Jarrett.
1: Ah, if we can hang out with Jeff for the evening, I'd be up for it. But unless we can get a Tranmere Rovers with Jeff Jarrett, I'm not interested. <laughs> as
2: long as Vicious doesn't end up anywhere near Blackbirds, because it might give him some memories of what he did to Arn Anderson over there in that hotel room. Blackbirds. Yeah, he stabbed Arn Anderson in a hotel. Oh, in I thought he meant, like.
1: Black women, no. sorry.
0: <laughs> Blackburn the place. Alright, oh, sorry, sorry. Is that where that happens? I genuinely didn't know. That's where that happened. I thought it happened in
2: London. No, but I think it was Blackburn. Right? Again, so fill
1: us in if Res memories
0: for you there, you know. Do
1: you reckon Tony Park stayed at the same hotel that night
2: with Kenny Del <laughs> I'd like to think so.
1: But <laughs> masterminding the Alan Shearer transfer from 91,
2: Sites. so it's pre Jack Walker as well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. yeah. With yeah. a <laughs> so, have been all of that. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, Sid Vicious. <laughs>
0: Sid <laughs> Vicious, Jeff Jarrett in Liverpool. Gotta love it.
2: Yeah, just just for the bit afterwards, that would be the bit. Do you reckon they
0: go in the Tramier game together? That's got to be why Jeff's over.
2: Oh, I'd be bringing out. I'd have Sid carrying the ball out to the centre, so that could <laughs> fit with me.
0: That's nah. if he turns up. He never turns up to that type of thing, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, what date is this on? 27th, seventh, uh, twenty eighth of April. Um, yeah, if anyone is interested, Ted is there. Uh, Jeannie Clark, the uh, the wife of Steve Austin, was she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rick Flair's there. Lita. Jericho's there. I'm, I'm burying the lead here. Brutus the barb Beefcake, Bret Hart, Christian, Booker T. Looks, uh, yeah, quite the oh, cool lineup. I'm quite, a... quite excited. Star studded, definitely. And wh- where is it being held? um it's at the exhibition center in liverpool which is like right next to the uh, echo arena um they do like comic cons that type of thing there um so yeah could be a uh, interesting how that thing turns out but yeah i'm uh, I-, I think i'm just gonna go around just to spot some stars um not really so interested in the the autographs and photos unless it's jeff uh for me yeah a little yeah. Wa- a little wander around and jimmy Hart just over at a booth stood next to kevin nash and and sid vicious
1: uh, that'd be enough for me I remember loving watching. I went to Access like 10 years ago, and just watching Ron Simmons walking around with a honky tonk man was great entertainment. I just was, I don't know why it was so funny, but it was. But just to let you know, Jeff probably won't be around between three and five on the Saturday because Tranmere are at home to bury that day. <laughs> How are Tranmere doing in the league? How are they doing in the league? I've, 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 have you got Jeff on speed dial? Maybe ask him. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask
0: Bedo is there actually any wrestling going on or is it just sign ins Yeah future shock of I think it's future shock I've got uh, I've got shows happening throughout the days as well uh, I'm interested. I'm going to go down. It's happening in Liverpool City Centre. So,
1: and just to let you know, Jeff might be quite happy because Tranmere are currently fifth. Uh, they're in the playoffs at the moment. It looks like they're going to get playoffs. They've got a ten-point cushion, and they're two points off Mansfield in third in an automatic place. So, Oof. yeah, could, could be a weekend where Tranmere yeah. gain automatic promotion potentially. So,
0: hopefully, Jeff, Jeff can come there. over, get them going. You know, uh, get, do do like the do the, the team talk or half time uh, you know Je- 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 he gets around Jeff uh, I think he could he has his uses though well if if Tranmere get up to League One
1: next season Jeff Jarrett could be knocking around Fratton Park or the Stadium and Light potentially so let's see how it goes down or Oxford or, or, or down the road from us yeah, yeah. On the 27th as well, I was going to say I probably can't make it up, Benno, because Joel Redmond is wrestling five a five minute walk away from my house. Or so, Japan know, that, Star Joel Redmond, there with. is that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Apparently he's good. W. H. Park's been telling me like he's a big. He used to do the uh, the Japanese audio uh, Japanese audio wrestling on the law, and now does the the Japanese shows with the John Pollock on post. Like he's been raving about him. I, I don't know. You guys saw a lot more of them than me, but I, oh, uh, yeah, it, it's going to take something to convince me. But yeah, not ju- again, not just WH either. Apparently, there's been a rave report of uh, of old jo- of old Dead Eyes Joel in uh, in all Japan.
2: I'm thinking of watching some of the Redman matches. So am I. From this. I am I'm genuinely intrigued. Episode, by this.
0: That's, what, that's what we did. Joel Redmond when- special.
2: Especially when there's people whose, like, opinions, like you mentioned about WH Park and and Striga, who does the Eastern Lariat and and Cage match as well, going, this is good. And I'm, like, thinking, you know your shit, mate. So unless, like, you've fallen completely off a wagon in that time, you're telling me Joel Redman is is having these good matches. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm not quite convinced until I see it with my own eyes, but I'm definitely intrigued.
1: Will you watch Joel Redman's sad eyes,
2: maybe? Well, that's it. Um,
1: Joel Redman watch for the next episode. We'll do a focus on Redman. <laughs> maybe not a career retrospective, because I can't go back and watch any Oliver Gray. That would pain me. But, yeah, let's, let's have a watch of a couple of Joel Redman watches yeah. for the next episode. Oh, God. I'll
0: leave you guys to that. But what we have been watching this last week is a segue to our final segment. Joe, you haven't managed to see it yet, but JP, you have. Is uh, the latest Mm. progress chapter? You might have uh, heard about this. It uh, released five to seven days after it occurred, which means it released right in the middle of WrestleMania season. uh, Mm. I don't think any fucker was uh, was watching this. Uh, Yeah, that's a if that's not a uh, doesn't show you what the how silly that planet that business plan is and how things can get. Lost in a shuffle. I, uh, I don't know what does. Uh, but in the week since, I've managed to. That is a bit of wrestling that I caught up last last week, and I, I managed to ca- catch up with it. Uh, did you see the whole show, JP? I
2: did. Yep, I watched the whole show today. Um, I have to say, overall, it's it's. There's really one match mm. to go back and watch. Frankly. <laughs> Um there's a lot of it on here. There's it, it was it was kind of sold as a two-match card. Oh yeah. But really it's a one-match show.
0: Did you notice that there were literally, and correct me if I'm wrong, not one WWE slash NXT UK guy in a match on the show. Mm. Like uh, the building up, um super strong style, no Travis Banks. Uh Jordan Devlin's someone the building up, not on the show. Trent seven's on the show, but not in ring uh tk cooper's out there eddie
2: dennis came out i think Leg Legero.
0: Legero came out but all for angles not for actual matches i thought it was an interesting kind of yes study of of that because it was again as we said the week before wrestlemania weekend so you know there's 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 access crowds to please so that probably explains why we went uh seeing those guys in the ring so i thought it was an interesting watch from that point of view them having to Try mm. and uh, tell some stories and build up Super Strong Style without uh, the WWE guys uh, in matches.
2: Yeah, it did. It, I mean, for me, one of the notes I've written down here is, is it just felt a bit like raw mm. in a kind of a build up raw tour to the Super to Super Strong Style uh, weekend. Mm. Um, and like having uh, starting off with an angle and a talking segment at the start of it.
0: That fucking sucked, that- by the way. Yeah. I love the main really event. I'm going to be positive in a little bit, but that was bad. El Ligero yeah. as a promo. I mean, come on. we No one needs to. I know, I know we're trying to find uses for our leftover NXT UK toys, but I mean, El Liguero's a, a defined mid card act in progress. He's been around forever. He's never going to feel fresh, and yet you've got him in the middle of the ring cutting promos uh, against Do Not Resuscitate. I think that tells you everything. That's it.
2: Yeah. It was, a, yeah, it was a bad idea to have him taking out all of DNR by himself. Mm. Um, and again, that faction, it, it just... Remember them?
0: Remember them? <sighs> remember the, uh, I've got a theory right?
2: on what's going to happen
1: with them. Oh, go on. Go on. <clears throat> so, the next match was the TK Cooper match, wasn't it? That just looked like an irrelevance from the no, report. that was in the second round. Oh, oh, okay. I can see a super strong style, the South Pacific power trip and DNR becoming one stable oh, and no. becoming some sort of like mega stable super like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah corporate ministry style.
0: <laughs> 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 Will he have a crossover theme as well?
1: I I loved that. Travis Banks is the higher power. TK Cooper, he's been left to rot, hasn't he? So just throw them all together, potentially. Have him as a seven-man stable. Travis Banks brings some slight credibility, I suppose. Mm. I I don't know why it occurred to me, but it's just something I could see him pulling. Mm. Or like the Alliance in uh,
2: 2001. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's all... Oh. I'm still those, angry about that angle. But. And
0: you've got those classic footprints to walk in, you know? I Yeah. But, I don't know. And For me, JP, anything's better than an El promo... An Eddie yeah. Dennis promo where I know he's injured, so the plans have fell apart. But if their plans were to put him in a eight man tag with Do Not Resuscitate, I mean, he was one of the he was the hottest act in progress this time last year, and mm. now he's like cutting weird babyface promos, even though he's still doing his heel ca- character against Do Not Resuscitate. Spike Trevey's doing bad comedy, calling out some fan in the crowd at the start of his promo. Yeah, again, I've got I've definitely got positive things to say, but that was such a bad angle to start the show.
2: Yeah, it really was. And um, it just, it feels like a group. They were, there was a point, I think, when Treve went round the ring and he was, like, talking about their achievements. Mm. And he, he turned round to, uh, to Eva and said, you're a former progress champ. He said to Mambo, he goes, you broke out a super strong style last year. And then he was like to Drew Parker, you beat Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Havoc in a death match, and then to himself, I beat Jimmy Havoc in a death match. And I was like, "Well, that's that's the credibility all <laughs> set there, isn't it?" There, be, be, between between those achievements,
1: I honestly think when you think about the first wave of like top guys during the boom period mm-hmm. of Brit Rest, which obviously we're still going through to some extent, like the Marty's, the Zacks, the Ospreys, the Jimmy Havocks of the world, Pete Dunn, etc. They all understood kind of who they were or grew as people and characters and as wrestlers during that time. This kind of second wave that's sort of meant to step up. Mm. I feel like there's just not that same level of kind of understanding, ability, investment and sort of know-how of how to protect who you are and get to that next level. And mm-hmm. DNR just absolutely encapsulate that, if anything. Mm-hmm. None of them have protected themselves one bit. Mm-hmm. Their use of social media is pretty awful as well, to be honest with you. It's not just and social
0: it, media, though. The wrestling, the escaping the mid-card stuff, that's actually the name of their uh, faction in breed now. Uh, awful. Awful. TK, um, Chuck, awful. and Spike, yeah,
1: awful just that the fact that they're naming themselves out there's just this lack of understanding of what they are labeling themselves as and what damage that does kind of long term i remember chatting to a trainee from the well not the projo, what's it called now hard knocks um me and andy ogden were doing something wrong at super strong style last year and we got a bit annoyed of him and then he had a chat with us and he was telling us about like what he's into and it was like yeah austin the rock and it's like yeah i love both of them as well but is that Like, all you watch, is that all you know about wrestling? And I just feel like there's maybe, like, a limit to kind of overall knowledge of the industry, the business, that's kind of affecting where these guys are going. And also, I think maybe we underestimate the fact that the likes of Marty and Zach grew up in that old Brit rest system around different types of guys that maybe hardened them up a little bit. And these lot all seem very kind of soft and... Mm nice and don't have that edge that you kind of need to actually succeed in this business and i don't know i just feel like no one has properly stepped out of the pack since those guys have kind of moved on to greater things to be honest with you yeah it's kind of
0: it's the pressure of it's not a gradual step up either is it it's that expectation of there'll be people available now we need people now and we need bodies and it's just not realistic is it that anyone is going to step up it, to that degree and also yeah i don't think there are people out there you know there's a little there people little people you can use you know you can lean more on david star which they did on this show but it, it tends to be rather than yeah it's the young up and coming you know brit-based Res talent. they're bringing in people from outside you know bringing in a, a lucky kid against tristan archer as well um yeah. even david, david star was in there facing conor mills who you know Mills and mayhew were supposed to be the the next kind of big tag team in in progress. That still hasn't happened. Maybe again, it's a, it's it's going to take longer time than than you know expecting them to be available to go now. Uh, but that was you know to the point of the show. JP, you know, Star going over Connor Mills. I was watching that going like, is this a real? This is a qualifier for Super Strong Style. Does anyone really believe Connor Mills is going over here? Yeah, uh, it's got to be David Star, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I felt that, and too uh, and the same really with the lucky kid Tristan Archer match. Hmm. Um, I mean, I thought actually Mill Star was generally
0: good. Oh like, yeah, so, as- Star's not Star likes like it was like the O.T.T match, wasn't it? Where like he's willing to yeah. sell to a point. Uh, he probably sold a little bit less than he did uh, in the Dan Barry match, but he, he's willing to get that underdog kind of but Star as the star match. Uh, no pun intended. Mm. He can do really well, and that's kind of what he did.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I even thought, if anything else, it, it felt like this is one of the last promotions where really the the kind of heelish side of him had the heelish persona isn't the the main character, and it felt here that there was an element of viciousness, which seemed that he was hinting at something along those lines. And he was he was dominant as he, as he should be. Mills is really young. Mm. And so in terms of the expectation of having his personality, I think he's only about 19 or 20, isn't he? I mean, he's really, really young. So at this point, I think really the main thing for him is to try and bear in the ring, and he is doing that, and he is getting himself into shape. And I think that's that's probably the best way forward in terms of a good, gradual progression.
0: Mm. What did You th- you mentioned the Lucky Kid match there. What did you think of him and Tristan Archer? I liked it. Uh... I think they did a reasonable mm. job of setting up Lucky Kid. Uh, I don't know what was going on with the dubbed music. That was weird. Yeah. He kind of came out to, like, bad drum and bass, but it wasn't the music that they used live. So he didn't have the rise entrance, uh, Joe, but he had, like... <clears throat> some kind of like an attempt at a knockoff but it didn't feel like it was playing live like I even it's a weird one i watched a, a twitter video of his entrance I think they had his and tristan archer's entrance on like a progress twitter video and that was covered with weird music as well i don't know if anyone live can uh, explain what happened there but that was an odd one odd presentation of him but still i think they did uh, a good job of establishing who he is and you know unlike what they did with Ilya, where they kind of i don't know they throw him in to fans mm. a little bit blind i think it was a good idea to do and give people, you know, an idea of what to expect at a, a super strong style with lucky kid.
2: Yeah, he did, and he, he was very much in the sort of the 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 incarnation of lucky kid that we first saw, rather than the, the more serious one that was at sixteen carat. Mm. Um, I mean, I think it, it was somewhat that the crowd didn't really know who Archer was. Mm. So I think again, he's in the he cruiserweight didn't... classic.
0: JP, come on, big name.
2: I don't even remember. I don't <laughs> even remember. There's so much wrestling going. That feels like it was just like a what Zack Saber Junior was in that.
0: That seems like a world away at this point. He looks. He, he looks like the type of guy you'd think be would like. He's yeah built, but he, he do power and speed spots. But he I mean, he's French. He's a land storm trainee. But he's just not that interesting. Uh, he, he felt like it felt like a favor having him here on this show. Uh, as yeah. like a, you know, give give uh, give Tristan somewhere where your lads uh, from Regal.
2: I will say this as well, and you mentioned with Ilya Dragunov. It's like, can they? Is there any chance being able to get some footage from WXW to just put on a, like, just to use to as a promo package to build up Lucky Kid?
0: Hopefully, they that, do. Yeah, that would make sense.
2: Yeah, it, it, like surely they, there's enough of a good relationship for that because it'd be worthwhile. Because mm-hmm. I mean, as we can all attest to, he's really got something.
0: Definitely. Uh, anything else stand up to you from this undercard then, JP? But before we go to the big match. Uh... TK Cooper Um, and Angelico was a match. Uh, CCK CCK and LX was a match, which I wasn't expecting. I mean, I'd heard live reports that uh, they hadn't really um, brought the house down, but that was a, a particular disappointment on the undercard for me. Did Glenn Joseph
1: use the term funky monkey? A lot. Yes. Do you reckon he's trolling us? It, I
0: think so. It wasn't. You got us, Glenn. It, Fair play, Glenn I was so yeah. sad you haven't seen this joke because I was expecting a ramp. Because it, I mean, we we talk about how good Matt Richards is on this podcast a lot, but he was doing it too. Um, he was throwing in some some nicknames both here and in the uh, the main event as well. Uh, yeah, the, that wasn't great. I reckon Glenn's trolling
1: us. Regular listener. Fair play to you, Glenn I like your style. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but yeah, it was it was by far of the three matches they had week, and I wasn't a mass. I wasn't as massively into the Manchester match as what uh, you were live. Certainly, um, it, it was a lot of shtick. It, it gave me memories of the CCK Aussie Open match from from York Hall. To a certain degree, it was better than that.
0: Mm. Um, he wasted a lot of time, though similar to that, didn't he? Lots wasted of... a lot of time. oh the ref's done a forward roll. Joe, you'd hate it. The ref as in Joel up there. Yeah, Paz. Joel. Yeah. Right. Okay. It was like fifteen minutes. Like it it was just too much. It wasn't it actually wasn't as bad as what they did in, in Rev Pro, but and and to be fair, like I, you know, again, I was higher on the Manchester match, being there live does help, but I like that match, and I like the New York match too, and they both had a bit of comedy at the start, but yeah, they just went a bit too too much on this one, and the crowd felt quiet after it as well, like it, it just outstayed its welcome, and... Just all in yep. all, it felt like it didn't feel like a worthy sequel. It felt like they <clears> went <throat> to the well too many times. It felt like that needless, you know. Th- it felt like Speed Two, or you know, it felt like Shrek Three. Trek I like 3. Speed Two. Oh no! It's- yeah, I <laughs> a- saw the cinema when I was like ten. <laughs> Great,
1: <laughs> Jason Patrick and Vicky Keanu Reeves inspired oh god
0: the first one what was you know was was great but yeah that, that second one uh, it, it, it's the point where they, they where they it's it's like a night boat in the simpsons where they have to uh turn the boat at the end and it's like this big drama uh, and they just turn and right they turn left right into right into the the bay yeah not the not the best action film do
1: you know what my favorite one of my favorite things was about wrestlemania weekend actually oh go on I didn't have to see Chris Brooks. <laughs> Hold up.
0: He was everywhere though.
1: It, <laughs> it was so... I didn't see him. I missed his match at Rev Pro because I was late for the show. Oh. I saw him at the show selling oh. merch... It was the first, I worked out, he wasn't on the cockpit show that I went to like the week before and I didn't see him over Mania weekend and it was the first time in over a year that I'd been to a show that Chris Brooks wasn't on. The last show I worked out that I can remember off the top of my head was 4FW in <laughs> Swindon in January last year. <laughs> Kento Mia yeah. Yeah, so it was a nice break
0: from Brooks. <laughs> You've done well. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it, it just felt like a best of. There was, there was some of the big spots, you know, Brooks mm. doing his big late save, uh, drop kick off the top, some fun combo stuff from LAX, but I just felt like I'd seen it now, and it, if anything, JP. Yeah. It was more set up, wasn't it, to get CCK over his heels, the, 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 the Lycos interference and... Yeah, count out, win. But yeah, yeah, that that was terrible. That kind of sucked the air out of the room, especially a last match before intermission to do that. But then again, they did peak me up, and they might get your interest, Joe. They, uh, they're advertising uh, coming back with uh, with backup to face CCK in a six man, and yeah, they, they have been heavily that. hinting that it might be Loki.
1: Loki in progress just seems weird, doesn't
0: yeah. it? I mean, it could be homicide, but it does feel like it's going to oh, be Loki.
1: both of them in progress. It just sounds
0: <laughs> odd. Yeah yeah I'm up for that either way (laughs) Uh, I'd take it Uh, any other thoughts on that JP or anything else or should we talk to Bane
2: um of no of of the other stuff I I don't think I really have anything to say about
0: Seven because a weird promo like yeah that didn't
2: work for me at all that was just such an odd atmosphere and it's you know, we had two talking segments on there.
0: Why did Trent Seven cut a promo? Just couldn't wrestle, I'm guessing, because of the WWE uh, mm. thing. It was to build the match with Walter, which I, I get. I mean, I mean, they've got this big match coming up. It makes sense to do a sit-down promo, but they had him in there with uh, Fraser Thomas. That's uh, right. Who uh, he's just like he was in there doing an interview, like doing an interview segment. But Trent kind of took over, and it was just I, I don't really understand what he was doing there, and really. What this segment was, other than the fact that it was taking place a week before Access,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, just can I just ask? And I know I keep distracting from the point. Access. I haven't had anything or seen anything it's about out. Access. Has there been anything notable, or have there been any reports apparently, from anything that happened to Access?
0: Apparently, like this world's Collide stuff. I haven't seen it yet, but um, what you call it? Uh, not the vintner. Um, oh. Luke Harper. Luke Harper. I, yeah, I don't know why I couldn't get his name. Luke Harper had a match with the uh, dominant Dominic Djakovic that apparently was great. Uh, I've seen. Oh, I bet it was. I've seen, seen. Andy Ogden raving about that today. That came out of it, but yeah, in front of that Access crowd, I think anything's going to struggle to be uh, that great. Yeah, I didn't hear anything or
1: hear anything regarding any matches, anything that happened at Access. It kind of seemed like a the last two years it seemed like a non-event to be honest. Mm. I, I can't remember it even last year either.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll check out that match, but yeah, there's uh, not a huge amount of buzz coming out of that. Uh, but yeah, that promo happens, and really, as you mentioned, JP, it was a. Other than that, it was a one-match show. It was about the Swords yeah. of Essex versus Aussie Open. Uh, came with a lot of lot of hype. I've heard people raving about this match. Um, I don't know. Before I say anything, I mean, where where did would you fall on this one, JP? What you we haven't really thought much uh, star ratings. What did you give it on the Grapple app as a start, and uh, what did you think of it as a main?
2: I gave it four point two five. I thought it was there were moments in it that were that were really great, and there's a lot about it that was very very creative. Swords of Essex, real presence. It was like the big match that Aussie Open really needed to have. Mm. um given the crowd reaction, uh, the reason I haven't gone higher is is it dragged. It was forty five minutes, mm. and I th- I think they could have lost fifteen. Yeah,
0: I, I went four. And I, I kind of, that's my notes as well. There was a, I went in with all the hype. You know, Gareth, who runs grapple, was there live and he was raving about the match. <clears throat> uh, other people I know were raving about seeing the match on VOD. And then those meandering 10 minutes in the middle. Did somebody get injured? It looked a bit weird. There was like a a point where Paul Robinson and Osprey spent like, it felt like 10 minutes in the crowd just setting tables up. Um, yeah. And it just, that 10 minutes really kind of, I'd, I'd still give it, like I said, I'd still go forward with it. But that stuff kind of, yeah, it just went way too long. I mean, that that table setup kind of led as well to that Mm. weird uh, 450 from Will Ospreay and Paul Robinson that didn't come off, where they kind of pushed the two Aussies off the stage who then Bubba Ray Dudley style from, uh, was it? TNA or WWE against Jeff Hardy where he literally gingerly placed himself on the table to take a swan on. the both of them at the same time did that and then Paul Robinson didn't even make it with the 450 and didn't get as far as the as the full table break that kind of summed the match in some ways up for me in the middle there was lots mm. of and I'll talk about it in a minute there was lots of great stuff at the end that, that changed my mind but yeah there was definitely to your point JP a point halfway through this match where I was thinking I, I don't really get the hype here
2: yeah yeah, I did think it around that point. I mean, I, I think a lot of the a lot of the opinions that I had read um, were closer to kind of about how the it was too long mm. and it could have lost something. But there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And to anyone listening i would say if you're going to watch watch this card it's this match that you really go out of your way to see and it is worth going out of your way to see mm. um i get the live bias i get the idea of being there live how thinking this would just be amazing because there are points where it's just an insane stunt show oh yeah with some when it got just... to like
0: that davis pile driver through the ladder yeah. or that fidget spinner through the table those big moments yeah. of violence at the end i was like yeah i'll forget
2: sunset flip through the through the chairs oh from Christ, yeah. on to with Fletcher that was... I was just
0: like you know what I'll forgive the 10 minutes of like slowness yeah. especially if someone really was hurt in there I've not read any reports on that so maybe someone can correct me maybe there's a reason this thing went a bit slow along and they you know turned into an epic rather than just the big spots that people were kind of hoping for But uh, that you still got um but again yeah that that's the that's the stuff why even if I had complaints in the match uh, I wasn't complaining by the end of it
2: yeah, exactly, and, and and the last the closing stretch is great, mm. and I was back into it again. But there was at that point, like you say, where I was just sort of lost mm. because it, it, you know, they built up the feud well, mm. and you know, you knew what the outcome that, that people wanted was. It just, like you say, that point when it all started to go up on the stage, where you were just really quite taken out of it.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they, I think they just spent too much time. It was like they went back and forth from the stage as well like the Mm -hmm. the match would be in the ring and then they went back over to the stage and then they ended up back in the ring and then they went back to the stage to do another spot near the end Uh, (laughs) it was just a little bit weirdly laid out and yeah maybe something went wrong but but who knows and it was one of those ladder matches as well wasn't it where it wasn't so much about really creating drama about going for the belts it was about the big spots and yeah it shouldn't be lost those those big spots and the big moments like davis protecting fletcher uh which led to the finish and you know, stopping him taking any more violence or uh, shots and there were a couple of incredible exchanges between osprey and uh, and fletcher where they both was mm-hmm. that pot point wasn't there where they were both trying to powerbomb each other and neither of them could do it uh they both kept reversing that was great lots of great stuff in the match and yeah four stars isn't it in a bad rating by any means just a, a little bit hurt by by the length of it but definitely the uh the match people should check out from this show
1: sounds like I'm really going to dislike this. Oh, no. I was <laughs> yeah. wondering
0: what your, permission, what your uh, opinion would, would be on it. I'll, I'll give it a watch
1: this week. There's so much to catch up on. I was open to watch it today, but uh, stuff went
0: down, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Nothing there. I, I was going to ask, like, I mean, this Osprey and Robinson have been the bright spot in progress these last few weeks, uh, last few months even. Uh, Osprey for what, the sixth or seventh time? you know, He's been Boy Who Cries Wolf, but he's on Twitter again saying he's done with progress. Uh, he, he grew up there, blah, 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 blah. All the things he always says every time he says he's going to leave. Uh, what do you think's th- going on there? I mean, obviously, him being a New Japan guy, I kind of thought with him having the Never Belt, he probably, he probably as much as we criticise WB politics, he couldn't take any losses with that Never Belt, so he's probably tough to book. Um, I don't know. Is it a good what do you think's going on there? Do you think it was worth, even if they only had them for this short period, has it been worth it? Uh, maybe, to me, it looked like they were limited in what they could do with him, and you'd only ever see them facing, you know, if you look at that Progress Tag Division, CCK, LAX, they didn't have a match, but Aussie Open... All non WWE contracted guys. In some ways I kind of appreciate that the the used Osprey for this short burst, even if they can't use him long term and put them mm-hmm. against WWE the guys and at least gave us this. Is there is there something to be to be said for that for this for this mini run as disappointing as it is that it's over?
2: Yeah. I actually think they've used him possibly as well as you could do, mm. because it kind of avoided the politics by having Robinson in there. Mm. And I'm and they're a great tag team and it makes sense <clears throat> within the Progress Canon as well to go down the route of that. So the use of him I've actually been a big fan of and I'd I have think, taken six you know, more months of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, would would have done. Don't worry, he'll be back by unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's like. Yeah,
0: unboxing's yeah. the one. Yeah,
2: he'll be he'll be he'll be back home for Christmas, and he'll be like, oh, I'll do this show as well. Um, I just hope by the end of it, because I think the, the purpose of it was to really get Aussie Open over, mm. and they were massively over. I mean, they did have the big dueling chance stuff at the beginning, and those turned into Aussie Open chance. Uh, you know, the Aussie chance by the end. Mm. Um, and so that's the job of it the fear i have is we get into baby face champion booking in progress mm. and that's always been fraught with danger the best of times what you want is for them to have a substantial reign and have really good matches as defending champions, yeah. but we said this before. They'll turn them heel during the run. That's, <laughs> that's the that's that's the fear. If some shiny new toy tag team get to turn up and then Schadenfreuder and they start to boo them as well. But well, they're part of Schadenfreude. Aren't yeah, that's they? what I, I mean. They could end up going heel yeah. as part of Schadenfreude.
0: Do the DXW thing. Uh,
1: you could do yeah. Schadenfreude against DNR with added South Pacific
0: Power Trip as well. Mm i like them on top though because like even though they're not british with again with a lot of people in nxt uk and a lot of people with contracts they it's the natural thing to do isn't it put your belts on even if you progress put the belts on Aussie open because you know you've got them you know i mean do you think that hurts them actually that was something i was thinking watching it because i was watching them thinking do you reckon they lose not that i want to see them go to nxt uk but do you reckon they do you reckon acts like that lose out because progress you know, they're, the three owners have got a big hand and who gets signed and used by NXT UK. Like, it's almost good that they've got a couple of toys that they can use just for progress and not NXT UK. Because if I was them, <laughs> especially with them being based in the UK full time, I'd be wanting them uh, for that NXT UK tag division. It, again, it's not a bad thing, but yeah, I think it's interesting that they're like the, the team left behind. Well,
1: have they turned down a deal, mm. you never know what's been offered. I've ne- not had any rumors about it, but they're fully embedded in Rev Pro as well. Mm. Tanahashi apparently loves Kyle Fletcher. Mm. You know, it feels like Kyle Fletcher is super young. I know Mark Davis is a massive fan of Japanese wrestling as well. Perhaps they're holding out for Japan possibly and don't want to go down a WWE route. Mm-hmm. maybe there's that
0: yeah yeah but just interesting yeah i mean again i'm not wishing for it i'd like to see them stick around so yeah uh again i, I think that's although there's things to be critical about in the progress booking from this show and that makes sense put your belts on them and hopefully do a long run with them but as you both said uh, there's definitely uh, ways that could go wrong too
2: yeah c banks travis
1: (laughs) yeah i love a bit of aussie open but nxt uk is the place you go for me to never watch you again basically c banks travis
0: (laughs) there you go Uh, any other thoughts on progress or or anything else before we we wrap up
2: yeah the second match in the card was the women's match Um, (laughs) it was it (laughs) was was, was a nothing it was a nothing match but it was yeah
0: (laughs) sasha banks be careful what you wish for
2: jesus yeah i mean yeah i'll say that nina nina samuels in this sort of weird face ginny gimmick Mm. the whole women's division in progress is just the
1: the world's biggest show isn't jordan grace the champion is she Yep. how many times has she appeared i don't know yeah and her boyfriend was over that weekend as well and she went over like what's the it's just what's the point yeah it's a yeah. lot of our
0: bollocks. <laughs> That's it. Uh, should we get out of here then, uh, guys? We've uh, yeah. it's been a truncated one, but we've uh, managed to keep this to an hour and a half, just over. Um, obviously, it was going weekly now. That we're probably going to do some some shorter episodes. Um, but yeah, uh, again, Monday night one as well. We did warn people last week, didn't we, JP, that it would be a a late one. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually mentioned it to to either yet. So I'll ask you on here. We're obviously DCTI's next weekend. Uh, you guys are definitely doing wolves. I'm a I'm maybe uh, i'm definitely doing manchester mm. on the sunday though uh i was thinking monday night uh, recording session again if people are uh, uh are willing to wait for it yeah yeah monday's good with me cool we'll be there uh, there you go you there first we'll be back uh next monday night uh but yeah that's pretty much uh if for another show uh we'll be talking that on our next show uh as a we always mentioned, as far as Grapple goes, you can download Grapple uh, on the Apple App Store by searching Grapple with no E. Uh, you can also search for it on the Google Play Store or on Android uh, and get it there and put your ratings in and then compare them to us. If you think me and JP would be unfair for that Progress Made event, uh, feel free to uh, to disagree with us on there. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you You'd can... You'd be
2: wrong, but you can disagree. <laughs>
0: there you go. And yeah, once, uh, Joey, you're going you're gonna to plan on watching that now that we've uh, recommended it, you're going to get your rating on the Grapple app as well
1: oh yeah i'll definitely watch the tlc match i've got i've got an opinion on that really haven't i can't can't be leaving that one out um I'm, the rest of the show i might fuck off
2: because <laughs> it's you haven't sold me on that <laughs> at all and there is so much to watch well that, that joel redmond and new in all japan stuff is oh, gonna watch itself
0: we'll be watching that by next week that's for sure there you go yeah so there you go another reason to, ch- to tune in next week uh follow jp on twitter at jpgp follow me at Benson Richard A. And yeah, we'll be back next Monday night talking the best and worst of Joel Redman. <laughs> Bye. Redman mania. <laughs> It'll be
1: running wild next week. It <laughs> yeah. Yeah. will be. <laughs>